Advocatus Diaboli, Wanch de Medellin, Diane Waugh, Gaius Benbow, Neruda Williams, Jack Fuller, Jip Jack if you're nasty, presiding. We now join the excommunication of Dave Chappelle, already in progress. The sacred cookout is in crisis as culture popes swarm to apprehend Dave Chappelle of D.C. The rogue popes of comedy rally to his side to prevent his arrest, trial, and cancellation. The warrant for his arrest is as follows. Two counts of giving aid and comfort to the enemy for unapologetic anti-trans and anti-MeToo material. Two counts of apologizing for heretics, Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby. One count of failure to be about shit for advocating for only the marginalized he does not think are gross. Will the schism tear the sacred cookout apart irrevocably and for all time? Can righteous culture and fearless comedy be reconciled? The devil advocates jump into the fray. Down-ass members of the culture, we come not to justify his actions or defend him. We come to simply, with nuance and depth, address this schism and recommend a path forward for the culture. We know that taken out of context, everything we say can be misconstrued as a justification for his alleged transgressions. So we want to reiterate, we are simply looking for a way to mediate this schism and preserve the unity of the sacred cookout. We know that addressing this problem can be construed as taking a stand and may alienate us from one or both sides in this schism. And in doing so, we risk our own places in the sacred cookout. And after solemn reflection, we have decided that we don't give a fuck. If nuance and cool-headed self-reflection die, the culture will follow. Love is making us ask these questions. We hope that love drives you to ask the same questions. We want to engage you, but not on a social media feed where the loudest or most viscerally pleasing idea wins. We want to engage you as individuals. So message all the love and hate and everything in between. And don't forget to nominate heretics for us to discuss in the coming weeks. So as the uh, disembodied voice said at the top, uh, many culture popes are screaming out for uh, Brother Dave's cancellation. And uh, many giants in comedy are rejecting his cancellation and viewing this as a declaration of war against comedy. Uh, that they're trying to kill comedy's independence, uh, its fearlessness, uh, and... Um, it's, uh, it's right for comedy to take down anyone, uh, take down anyone a peg. And so this has reignited many old debates about what comedy is supposed to be, uh, not only where the line is uh, between bigotry and a good joke, but uh, whether there should be a line at all. So before we jump in full throttle to those debates and get into a close reading of the entire special uh, that, that launched this uh, schism, Let's place uh, the special, uh, you know, in a context. And what we do on this show that's different than all those other panel shows out there is we do our homework. 
So um, for context that we need here, we brought you uh, a new Advocatus Diaboli, Neruda Williams. He's a New York-based comedian and the organizer for Harlem Comedy Festival. Um, and uh, so, <coughs> Diane, put our man to work. Um, oh, wait. I, I, I didn't, as usual, I didn't do my homework properly. No, I was supposed to. That's not a surprise, <laughs> Diane, that you didn't do your work. Hey, man. But uh, hey, man. So, you know, your homework was to do research on comedy and, and talk about, because I think this is something that's not talked about, uh, that the noblest uh, aspirations of comedy is to act as that counterbalance to the powerful. The uh, tradition of the court jester, that uh, the only one in the court who's allowed to make fun of the king is the jester, and it, he does reveal the truths. He does talk about how the, the emperor has no clothes on. Um, and... Uh, never before has it been more necessary. So when we're talking necessary. about the king, we're, we really mean me, the queen. So <laughs> when when we asked me to do this, uh, uh, when I was first was thinking, I was well, like, yeah, crap, the, the history the, of comedy, I was just like... If you are the queen, the powerful dither and do nothing. So that's <laughs> kind of what... And I'm half naked all the time, so... Uh, yeah, you know, when I was thinking... I Actually, you know, I've said many times on this show before that um, comedy... I, the, there's a special place in my heart for comedy and comedians, and it's probably one of my favorite mediums. So um, when I was tasked to do research on this, immediately I was just like, oh, crap, I'm not going to be able to do this. I immediately thought, I got to get Neruda on this. Okay. Um, uh, so in a sense, that is your homework. That was my homework. That was it. You know, I, I did it like a white lady. I outsourced it. You so know? No, no pressure, no <laughs> pressure, Neruda, but uh, what is comedy? Wow. <laughs> um, you just did it. Comedy <laughs> is... The invocation of uh, a muscle spasm in someone's brain. That, that's all it is. Um, you, you guys brought up court jesters, and earlier you brought up like Saturday Night Live and, and political cartoons. That's the tradition, like, yeah. Of, of... I would say that that's true, but I'd also say that I think there's a misunderstanding that that is comedy, right? Like comedy is an overall umbrella, right? Comedy is an art form. So there's various components to it, and I would say that those things are more so satire. And right. satire is a political instrument. Yes. But some comedy is not satire. Some comedy is raunchy. Some, some comedy is provocative. There's raconteurs. There's various different ways. Comedy, people always say this you know, phrase, you know, punching up or punching down. And I think, yeah, the court jester definitely punched up, but the court jester also made fun of the court itself. And the court jester also made fun of everyday life. And I think, you know... Do I think it's a powerful position? Yes. But I think celebrity is even more powerful. And that there is a space where you can just be an artist expressing yourself and not necessarily be taking a piss on society, not necessarily be held to the position of profit. Right. And not, not all art is subversive. No. Some art is just aesthetic. It's just art. Right? Uh, some art is just supposed to make you feel someplace else. Right. You know? And I think about it a lot, like fucking, right? Like I think there there are people who like to fuck soft. There's people who like missionary. They want you to caress their face, and you know, ooh, titillating, mm, you know. But then there's people <laughs> who want you to fuck them and slap yeah. them and choke them. And if you can't do that, I can't come. You know what I mean? But that doesn't make either wrong. You know, some people go to shows because they want to hear offensive, shocking things. 
and they know that the person up there, I mean, part of humor is the fact that it's a rubber sword that doesn't draw blood. You know, like, uh, they, they know the person up there isn't actually a violent act, isn't actually there to hurt them. And it's a safe space to feel shameful thoughts and feelings. And people literally going to the club to right. be abused. Right. right. The assholes who sit in the front row, yeah. they're yeah. ready for right. you to, whenever you need to do crowd work, and, you know, start picking on them. Sure. and But that's also a mis. Understanding, like I don't think that crowd work always has to be D.L. Hughley talking about your haircut. Sometimes <laughs> crowd work is just you know uh, responding to what's happening presently in the in the crowd, and then making you know a funny idea out of that. You know, and bringing everybody together, and bringing everyone together. Um, so sometimes I feel like there's just there's so much weight put on this word comedy, and and people hear comedy and they're like, oh, this if it's comedy, it should make me and everyone else laugh. That's not necessarily true. I think I think that distinction is really great, and I, I didn't even think about that distinction. Just to show you how keyed in to what I think Dave Chappelle is supposed to be. Right, right. And why all these discussions about Dave the Righteous right. Yeah. Uh, is exactly where I was at. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't think about the fact that you know, uh, as he would be just like, these are just jokes, motherfucker. <laughs> so just to just to plug in, like, just a little more context and create more of a framework. Um, some of the things that we did as far as like our research, um, I was tasked to research the history of comedy. And of course, um, I don't have a lot of time. So one of the things I watched was uh, this really great documentary, um, this two season documentary on CNN called The History of Comedy. Have you, yeah, have you watched it? Mm -hmm. um, so I specifically was watching uh, the Lenny Bruce, uh, the, the Lenny Bruce, uh, George Carlin episode. But here's some of the quotes that I pulled. And one of the first ones was, the last thing comedy needs is to be polite. The world has, mm -hmm. never, cha has never been changed by anyone well-behaved or quiet. Mm -hmm. And that was Cliff Nesteroff, author of The Comedians. And then um, the other big one was, um, uh, we consider what we consider offensive or blue evolves with each generation. True. And that brings up one of the points um, that as far as the charges about what is offensive, what is considered offensive is comedy. Um, uh, does comedy get a pass, so to speak, as far as um, it's it's right to be offensive. Um, but one of the big things, one of the big things that came up throughout the entire documentary series is that, Everything that we find offensive right now is basically not going to be offensive in 10 minutes. And I wanted to know what you thought about that. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think, um, I think, the, like you talked about the, the democratization of information. I think the more of that, the more access we have to information, the more access we have to an understanding of our own identity, the more pathways there are, there are to be offended, right? Like, I feel like when it was just the paper, you just read the newspaper and you went and you, you, yeah. you, you know, you, you rode the trolley, it, you know, you didn't have a full understanding. The Post called him a thug. You, yeah. You know, Why are you calling him a thug? And everybody was this monolith to an extent. And and, and so you, you lived within a, a certain uh, structure societally where you didn't have access to as much information, so you didn't have as much ways, as you were saying, to discern who you are, how you fit in, how you separate, and, and what makes you unique. And so, but once we do, now that we do, once we have, there's more ways to feel offended. I mean, you know what I mean? Because you, you, you are part of now an even more secular group in many, many ways than I think ever before. So I don't know if things are going to get 
less offensive. We, we become offended by different things. Right. So, I mean, offense, um, ideally, mm-hmm. is, uh, is a manifestation mm-hmm. of someone bringing pain to another person through the use of words, ideas, statements. Sure. Okay? And so the things that are painful change uh, as painful shit happens to us. Right. Right? So, uh, you know, uh, when people call me a beaner, Mm -hmm. uh, it isn't offensive to me to the extent that, that it's only offensive to me to the extent that I know that they're trying to dehumanize me I, because of what they're trying to do. However, I'm not Mexican, and right. I know that refers to Mexicans. Right. And so I'm like, um, that's, that is not a painful t- cultural touchstone for me. Right. However, if someone starts talking to me about cocaine two seconds after meeting me because I'm Colombian, right. that's a painful cultural touchstone because I'm a refugee of Medellin. Right. Uh, and I've had that. Uh, and now I'm going to introduce somebody that has been sitting with us. Uh, and that's uh, the that's uh, Jack Fuller. Uh, what is it? Jack Jip? Jip Jack. Jip Jack, Jack, if you're nasty. On the attack. So uh, <laughs> go on the attack, Jip I Jack. I just got to say, like, okay. Statistics on offense are always going to be bullshit. Especially, like, anything coming from the past, period. Like, like you said, like offense, like offense is that that trigger of pain. Offense is not the expression of said pain. Right. So, like, any statistics on offense is based on people's expression of said pain. Which, like, in the past, we know, like, okay, like, there's this thing where people saying, "Oh, our generation is so sensitive now." It's like, mm, if sensitive is talking about it, sure. But if sensitive is feeling it, absolutely not. Everybody, like, there were trans people since the beginning. So anybody's like transphobic jokes have always been harmful. They might have swallowed it because of their need to survive in that specific society. You know what I'm saying? But not because it wasn't offensive. So I don't think what offends people changes ever. I think what happens is we begin to decolonize and deprogram things that we've been taught by white supremacy. We take, we take the power away from things. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, okay, no, that's bullshit. You should never say that, right. period. You know what I'm saying? Like, the end. Because, like, it's caused pain throughout the years that has remained silent, and now, like, people are speaking about it. People want to say that we're sensitive. Demystifying things. Right. Actually, it brings up another another quote, and it comes to the relationship between offense and, is it funny? So, hmm. um... And it's going to be funny who I'm actually calling. The line. The line. Discussing when you laugh, the line. it's a racial joke. But when you don't laugh, it's a racist one. Now, he's talking about and George Lopez, talking about race. But I think it, it kind so of factors m- many in. Many comedians good. have espoused the test, the funny test. Yeah. If it's funny, it's not racist. Uh, however, anyone can play with this rule. We talk about right. rules because we mm-hmm. set up rules all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, have, uh, 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 these are actually not fans of our show. They've not, <laughs> they've not heard any of them. You're, you don't know of the Gaius rule. Right. And the Gaius rule is that you are only allowed to, if you believe someone's canceled and should no longer be supported, and you're on that boycott tip, then you must not buy any of their art in anything but a dead medium. 
which means. So if you want to listen to R. Kelly, if you want to listen to R. Kelly, you got to go flea market. You got to go flea okay. market. You got to listen on analog. You can't stream it. You can't. You cannot allow him to make money off of it. But if you listen mm. to it on a cassette tape or uh, on vinyl, nice. you're good. Now, like not everybody's about I, boycott. I like that because the it guy also allows really. you to like experience the best version of the exactly. thing. Like, I mean, the I vinyl follow, is going to be better. I follow my own room. <laughs> Own rule with NFL currently. Like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I only watch it. So guy, guy is on, on the on the end is saying that uh, he's outing us, and we'll, we'll get we'll get to this in the uh, in the in the in the uh, wrap up episode, the the one year wrap up episode, where uh, we still patronize the NFL, even though we spent uh, a whole episode. Talking about how they're all slave masters. I mean, it's been easy <laughs> for me to boycott the NFL because, as a New Yorker, the Jets and Giants suck. But um, <laughs> also, no. Also, I was I'm always a, I was a basketball fan more anyway. So for me, football was always something like, yeah, you did watch it at Thanksgiving. You watched it with your uncles or whatever. But I really watched it with like cousins and shit from like Mississippi. See, or- you didn't need to tell us that you actually ripped off the Knicks. For your, uh, I did. I did. For your comedy festival, I, I didn't rip icon. off the fucking Giants or the Jets, right? So like, and you didn't rip off the old Knicks. You ripped off the like nineteen ninety, uh, the two ninety nine Knicks emblem, right? Spreewell, Allen Houston. Yes, when they when, like, when it was black in the uniform. You know, like uh, and Charlie Ward, and also fuck Dolan. If fuck you, if Dolan. you have a beef with this, you could come see me in the court. Uh, you know? he, took, he took out part of my life. Fuck that guy. I swear to God, basketball was part of my life. The Knicks were part of my life. Yeah. It's out of my life now. He's ruined it. Damn. So He's It's ruined. out of my life. But but yeah. Fuck them all. <laughs> yeah. So Every, wait, let's give a little context. I want to bring this back. I want to rein this in. It's the only job that I do well here. Uh, <laughs> one thing we don't know about Jack Fuller uh, uh, here is that you've only heard his voice. You know it's dulcet tone you know that you know it's sweet uh you know he probably can <laughs> sang with it um however he is a, a fabulous individual uh as a visage in front of us uh and the reason he's on this show is he is a two-spirited person is that am i got am i getting you right indeed i'm um, two-spirited so um the way my shit works is difficult to explain for some people but it's spectral in and of itself in that like Day to day, minute to minute, sometimes even um, it like will switch between a ratio of them or like fully both of them or like one at a time. So it happens. So I don't like have necessarily any pro de- pronoun restrictions. It's like whatever you're feeling, say it. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but as a two spirited person, if you're like unsure, they them is usually how mm-hmm. one would address a two spirited individual or a gender non conforming individual. And so when we say wild shit, we like to have people to co-sign us <laughs> on our wild shit. Representation but, matters. But it's it's one of these things, honestly, um, you know, we all know that we had trouble finding white women for the white woman episode. Uh, and the best we could do was a, a white passing Puerto Rican. Uh, <laughs> she wants so, to be a white woman so bad. <laughs> no, no. She's, it's, it's part like me. Obviously, I'm a white passing Colombian. Uh, and it's one of those things we all had the, the that moment in junior high school where someone called you a white boy mm. and you had to like punch him in the face just to let them know uh, that you're not. But whatever. Anyway, so it, it, well, it. actually, it was interesting because I was I was trying to, I was only trying to find guests for the show, 
And so I was just like, um, I was thinking to myself, okay, we definitely need somebody to represent comedy. We definitely um, need someone to represent trans folks. Um, because as I was doing my research, one of the things that um, came to pass was I was doing like little straw polls about whether or not, you know, it's worth even doing this show. Like, is Dave Chappelle canceled? So one of the things that I found interesting um, was that members of the trans community that I had asked about Dave Chappelle, it came down into basically two camps. two sections, two camps. The people who had canceled, there's people who had canceled Dave Chappelle, but they Three overwhelmingly, yeah, overwhelmingly had not seen the latest special and had not seen pretty much most of the most recent specials. Um, and... Um, when I asked them about their positions, um, most of them referenced articles mm-hmm. that I then read. And what was frustrating for me was that I felt like a lot of his, his bits were taken out of context. Mm-hmm. And some of them and were hatchet jobs. Were hatchet jobs. Yeah, it felt like it was clickbait. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an easy target because, you know, it's easy to pull those quotes from these I mean, it, it, it didn't feel like it was clickbait. <laughs> it didn't feel like, but that, that was the thing. Was they weren't written like uh, clickbait, so, but you know, it, it felt like if this you is, had to... It's, this is what we're about. We're about actually doing the homework. We're about actually going to the real source. And so if you ever read an article and you don't know why he said this, or he didn't cite it, or he didn't do his homework, or he didn't actually read the whole... But do the whole special. One of the things that really frustrated me is they brought every trans person... Every trans commentator ever on the show, on their shows, on panel shows, they brought them all out 24 hours after it dropped or 48 hours after it dropped when no one had done their homework. And most of these trans commentators who are responsible and said, I haven't watched the whole uh, episode. So then why isn't the like, I haven't watched the whole special. Why isn't the producer of this bit, uh, of this, you know, uh, piece saying, Maybe they should listen to the whole special. Yeah. So that yeah, so that was the interesting thing. I mean, at New School, my, one of my major things was anthropology. So I love talking to people. I love doing social research, and I love um, the different living in the difference between what people say and and what people present and what they actually do. So then, on the flip side, almost unanimously, the people who had seen the special, who identified as trans, did not think he was worth canceling. Or and or found it funny, but it was a spectrum that started with but just some, but some yeah, thought some there was something yeah to they talk thought about. There, there were issues there, but the most was it wasn't as funny as his other stuff. Yeah, it was more of like it's not as funny, but none of them were offended as right. far as like oh he's canceled. So for 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 argument's sake, like I did not find a single trans person who had seen the special and had canceled him. Okay. So then, so yeah. yeah. So let's 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 contextualize this. It's it's. I'm glad that we 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 brought up where other people have failed in discussing this, uh, and and that's placing it in the context. Any responsible discussion of this special should start two sets of specials ago, uh, which is where his first uh, trans and gay uh, material came out during an era where that material got questioned by critics, and by commentators. Mm-hmm. And that started a cycle, which I'm glad you mentioned Lenny Bruce, because one of the questions is, is Chappelle Lenny Brucing? <laughs> is he going into this descent where he's become fixated on fighting offense? Mm. Fighting people get offended rather than trying to be funny. Is he spending 
all of his capital and time and effort defending those that enjoy offending people. Let's not comment on that just yet. I feel like we can table that and discuss that a little bit later once we place it in a full context. But we all know, and if you don't know, do your homework. Lenny Bruce spent his last three years doing unfunny specials yeah. about the government. So, yeah. so, so getting back to now just the framework <laughs> again. So, so now it came down um, as far as like casting because it was really important that we had proper representation on the show. Um, but it's hard because we're starting off with three hosts. <laughs> so my so the the golden the 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 golden calf that I was trying to get was a trans comedian. I was not able to find a trans comedian. Well, they're out there though. Yeah, but I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But I was not able to find one in the a lot trans of trans comedians. Find us. Find us. Come through. Um, come through. Um, so but um, but I was able to find Aruda, mm-hmm. who um, outside of just being a comedian, um, is a historian. Um, I, when you and I first met, that's really what I categorized you as. Because I knew you before you were doing comedy. Right. Um, and I remember um, just all the discussions that we had. And I remember the role that you kind of played for me in my life when I was coming into um, myself as an artist. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, that philosophical perspective is important. But also what was important was that, like, I can't go off this straw poll of my personal friend circle and say, hey, well, none of my friends who happen to be trans found this offensive. But I thought it would be rather more interesting to go through the thought process um, with a trans person um, on, just live, on, on, like, together. Mm-hmm. So right now, up until now, until, like, maybe, like, I think maybe an hour ago, I have not asked you, Jack, what you thought, whether or not uh, uh, Dave was canceled? Um, well, let's let's get to the end before we we do that. Let's let's have people wonder. Okay. For a little bit, <laughs> and so no, and but this is actually so. I talked to Gaius about this. I talked to uh, Diane about this. I'm not. I haven't decided yet. I I wanted this discussion with the right people. Put the right people in the room. Go through the right process. I want to be educated. Uh, about this and and figure some things out uh and we may need more evidence you know to to figure it out however let's go back to the contextualizing that we're doing so the three specials this trinity of specials where uh dave Chappelle first became kind of first started to do material that's conscious of the progressive era which until last year now became one uh, that's marked with cancellation as a mm-hmm. concept, mm-hmm. right? But when he did the first special uh, in 17 that we're going to talk about, um, which is uh, Age of Spin and Deep in the Heart of Texas, um, when he did that special, the term cancellation had not been coined yet. Um, people were coming at uh, people who transgressed, but the idea that they would become pariahs for words that they said hadn't crystallized just yet but he saw it coming he very much saw it coming uh and that's why he in that special that's why he named it the age of spin Mm -hmm. because he thought you know this is this everybody's spinning these things and please don't get offended and blah 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 as i say a bunch of offensive shit Mm -hmm. uh so in uh amongst other things he talks about trans women and some of those jokes were uh, at the level of not necessarily violence or anything like that, but at the level of gross, 
you know, that, that trans people are gross. Um, even I dis- though I disagree with that. Even though I disagree he, too. Even but, though the way he did it was acknowledging that he himself had a discomfort. Right. And he didn't acknowledge that he had a discomfort. He never said he was uncomfortable. He said he didn't understand. Right. That's not being uncomfortable. Right, okay. I, and, and also, when we yeah. talk about Dave Chappelle, and if you really watch all his material, his jokes are usually about himself. Right. His jokes are about a, 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 a fish out of water, are about being in a club and, and having, you know, a twerk uh, thing go off, and then a baby comes out selling weed over which is vagina. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, his jokes, you know, about being in the hood, and then this nigga, like, we got to go do some shit. And he's talking about the hood that I grew up in. He's talking about the projects I grew up in and, and talking about the baby selling crack. There's no baby selling crack. I mean, he's talking about <laughs> yeah. youth and oppression. He's, he's, and, and he's so, using exaggeration, which right. is, you know, which and, is part of, the, part of the whole thing. Right, so... So when when and I know that you're not specifically trying to do this, but this is what the articles are doing sure. is 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 presenting it as though, well, as soon as someone questions these ideas, when someone brings up these subject matters and isn't polite or nice about them automatically. Well, that means that they don't like it or is ignorant or is ignorant. And so the the resounding uh, again, there wasn't a lot of criticism of Age of Spin and uh, of, of ages of Age of Spin and Deep in the Heart of Texas. There wasn't a lot of criticism. This wasn't uh, a drumbeat just yet, even though some important people were criticizing this and it did affect him in his process. Mm-hmm. And that is discussed uh, further in the second set of specials that we're discussing, which is equanimity and the bird paradox. Mm-hmm. In equanimity and the bird paradox, he talks about a person who wrote him a letter. Okay, who wrote him a letter saying, I'm a huge fan of you. Uh, I love everything you do. I think you're one of the most thoughtful comedians. That's why I was really disappointed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it hurt me that you would talk about trans people like that in such a cavalier and ignorant way. Mm -hmm. And so he was being loudly ignorant in uh, Age of Spin and Deep in the Heart of Texas. However... People who want to look at it the other side of the coin are saying he is saying I'm wrong. Right. He's saying I'm ignorant. I'm uncomfortable. Right. So he is saying I'm ignorant. There is a use of irony in those specials. If you if you want to see it, right, you see it. If you don't want to see it, you don't see it. And many comedians, uh, many many people commentated on that, and he wasn't deaf to it. And so he wrote. Uh, he talks about getting that letter. Uh, from somebody who went and saw him in, I, I believe it was Portland. Uh, uh, he talks about getting that letter in Equanimity and the Bird Paradox. I believe it's in the Bird Paradox. Um, and that guy, uh, who happens to be Tyler... Let me pull this up. Uh, I actually have it in our materials. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, an individual named Tyler actually had the, uh, uh, the name of him, but it, it escapes me at the moment. Uh, but the letter... He actually produced it. He said, I'm the guy Dave was talking about in uh, Equanimity and the Bird Paradox. Uh, and Dave actually wrote me back a letter. And that letter uh, reads as follows. Uh, hey, Tyler, your fan letter and criticism were well received. I appreciate the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure uh, I'm not sure which transgender joke you were referring to. I have several. Uh, however, as Insensitive as it might have appeared, it definitely isn't malicious. You're a very kind person to nudge me gently. 
and your friends in the transgender community are lucky to have you uh, have an advocate like you. I really am grateful that people like you hold me in high esteem. I'm not perfect, but I do care. Much love, Dave. Now, to his credit, it's almost word for word how he describes the letter. He, he says, that's what I said to this guy, and uh, I just want to let y'all know I care. And it was heartfelt, and it's heartfelt when you read the letter. It's heartfelt when you see it uh, on the special. One of the things that did change from um, Age of Spin and Deep in the Heart of Texas to Bird Paradox and Equanimity, uh, he stopped referring to trans people as trannies. Right. In Age of Spin, which is just the ignorant part, in Age of Spin and Texas, he refers to them as trannies. In Bird Paradox and Equanimity, he says trans people, or he starts the, coin, the term he coined, or the term he started to use, the T's <laughs> in the LGBTQ yeah. uh, thing. So the T's or trans people. I didn't even notice that, but so, I'll give him credit for it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Tyler actually said, said that. Uh, you know, people have said, uh, Tyler said, uh, he released this article after uh, the Broadway show that he went to <laughs> about it. And he said, listen, I listened, and I know that I know that he moved off of that. And this is the nudging that he talks about in the letter. Well, that was kind of one of the main issues that I had when I was kind of doing, um, when I was talking to people about this, was uh, the different, I guess the, this is the personal feeling that I have, is that telling a joke about someone isn't the same as making fun of them yeah. or bullying them. And when I think about comedians and how they show love, um, the roast is the comedian's love language. That's... Like the worst thing a comedian I feel like can do to you is ignore you. And there was this argument being made that basically him telling jokes about the transgender community was one normalizing being transgender and kind of pulling them into the club. Because when I think and I and another thing to bring up also is the idea of comedy being used to process trauma mm. and. When I think of my... It's the, only reason, it's the only reason anybody becomes funny. <laughs> There's a reason why most only comedians are Jewish and they black. Were, they were fat or they were short or they were There's no happy, well-adjusted people in comedy. There was something that they had, they had to develop a defense mechanism. They had to develop a sense of humor to deal with whatever shit that, that was going on. Well, I mean... When... Sometimes, like me, you're just too beautiful. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I mean, the teasing, the people ripping your clothes yeah. off and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I, I mean, and, and I took this like really personally, too, and I'm going to get like super personal at this moment. But I remember a time like I was just starting at Columbia and I was going, you know, I was really going through it and I was really trying to process a lot of sexual assault shit that happened to me. And I remember specifically the moment where I started getting over it. It was actually with you, Neighborhood. Mm. And I remember I think I told you about what had happened to me and you'd like pull up a cigarette and you're like, you'll be, everybody gets raped. Get over it. <laughs> and I know, and, and, and I just remember. Listen, listen, children, don't do this at home. Don't do this at home. Don't make now, rape jokes at mind, home. This is a, but if this, you know your audience right, and you, you, you have a audience. sense of timing, this is, this is a challenging, this is an expert level joke. This is not 101. It yeah. wasn't. But no, if you is, know your audience, you know the moment. Yeah, and this wasn't happening on stage. This was a moment between two friends, and he knew what I was going through. And one of the things that I had been struggling with was holding this as an in as a secret, 
and and feeling like I was alone and feeling like I couldn't tell anyone. And it made me feel very separated from my friends. And him joking about it made well, yeah. it feel more normal. One, of the, right. one, of the, one of the formulations of what comedy is is <laughs> tragedy plus time equals comedy. Right. Uh, but I think it also, like, relation... Is included yeah. like yeah. if if there's a level in which a person relates to you know what I'm a, saying that, and you and you as a as the audience hearing said joke know that this person can relate in some way. There's a witness. Then, yeah, there's an like, usness. About I know it. that we are laughing about this thing, not you're laughing about. We're my laughing experience together. This yeah. You're not exactly. laughing at me. And I think that to piggyback on something that you said about celebrity, um, and I'm gonna say something different about it. Um, <laughs> I think that end of the day, historically, artists have always been in front of the law. Yeah. And one step ahead. You know, so because art kind of writes law, it's mm. like yeah. art has a responsibility to Push. that inevitability, inevitability, right? So to me, if you're not fully conscious of like what it is your joke is doing or what it is your song is doing or things of that nature and don't in a in a culture where people are indeed more vocal about their sensitivities mm -hmm. and if you don't somehow like pat it in the moment you know then it gives more of a problematicness and takes that relation away because it's like okay you don't relate to me in this thing anyway and then you didn't reach out by saying, but by the way, like I know something about this to know that what I just said was actually super <laughs> fucked up. And, and we, then that, that's, you know. that's where this discussion has to go is um, where, so where is the line? If it's a line, if it's a diffuse line or whatever. Well, not but, just where the line our, is, but one of the things, one of the ways that you framed the argument before, or one of the charges is, is he or is he not transphobic? Because that was one of the things that was coming up. Um, people were canceling him for his transphobia. And the thing that was frustrating for me is that I would never come up here and defend someone's right to be transphobic. No. But my issue is there is real transphobia out there. There are real dangers to trans um, women and men. And so <clears throat> my thing is I feel like if he's not transphobic then I feel like we're kind of wasting our time being distracted by this thing when there's an enemy over there. And also, you know, going back to what you said, if he's our friend, he can, we can laugh together. Right. Is he, is, is he for us or is he against us? And well, I think well, so let's, 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 uh, you know, uh, let's stop talking about it in the abstract. Let's, let's talk about a few quotes from uh, Equanimity and Bird Paradox, because that's where the drumbeat, uh, for where we are now started mm -hmm. uh, because people didn't necessarily pick that up. Uh, the zeitgeist didn't necessarily pick it up and make it part of their uh, thing after Texas and uh, Age of Spin, but after Equanimity and Bird Paradox, which we think about it like this, this monolith that happened a million years ago, he released that on December 31st of last year. So, yeah, he released that on December 31st of last year. Uh, but in it, when he talks about gay rights, uh, he says, y'all always have some kind of gay political argument, uh, gay political argument. The last one about a petition in federal court to take the words husband and wife out of the law. And I said, why would you want uh, those words out the law? He said, because it discriminates by, and obviously he does an effeminate voice when he does it, because it discriminates against same-sex couples. 
I was like, nigga, please, save the semantics. Take your chips out of the casino. You're about to crap out. Go outside. Talk it over amongst yourselves. Whichever one of you is gayer, that's the wife. (laughs) 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 On uh, the term LGBTQ, uh, he says, LGBTQ, I was like, what the fuck is a Q? Does that even make sense? Q? Turns out Q is like the vowels. That shit is sometimes Y. (laughs) (laughs) It's for gay dudes that don't really know they're gay. You know what I mean? Like prison fags who are like, I'm not gay, nigga. I'm just sucking these dicks to pass the time. (laughs) Now, I want to stop and let's talk about these first two. Because now we have, uh, you know, someone who's two-spirited who can talk about, you know, uh, I guess there's even inside the, the gay community some kind of, um, you know, uh, a static to the cues or the bi or the bisexual people. Uh, people come at you because with the, with the attack, you're just confused. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you confused about who you are? Who, moi? No. <laughs> Us? No. Um, absolutely not. Um, I think people who are confused about who they are have a stasis attached to who they are. Like, if you're if who you are isn't malleable, then like I don't I don't fucking know. So like, he's he's so, painting he's yeah. painting too broad a brush when my, he's talking about Q. Okay, my thing. Okay, <clears throat> I go off. Think your take, that the your use take of the on words, the gay rights and the uh, LGBTQ. I bit. think that the use of the word fag is just like. Too much, you know what I'm saying? Like there are things that are not necessary, you know, like for the joke to have been funny. Mm. You could have, in your own, you know what I'm saying? Like had you been a a, a PC person, ch- changed the words to almost anything more PC, and it would have still been hilarious. I think a lot of my issue with Dave is that is that there are things that he can actually do without that wouldn't hurt the actual humor of mm-hmm. what he's saying. Um, when it comes to well, first of all, that the gay rights thing um, with the with the husband and wife, what the fuck? What is that? I I I wasn't there for that. I'm sorry if this is me and my husband. If this is my husband and I'm his husband and wife, if that like I want my titles, fuck you. I don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. right? So I don't like you I agree write with him. It. Huh? If you had to, you'd write it. In. Yeah, like I, like I, like I agree. Like I will white out a bitch, like and write over it. You don't care will, what kind of form it is. I will scan her and fucking PDF her and rewrite her on the computer. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like it's gonna be like it, it. Like the words don't really matter in the in that context. The fact that there are no documentation that would include same sex couples is really the issue. You shouldn't have to erase anything, add things, mm-hmm. motherfuckers. But um. <laughs> His point is, of course, like like his points are always poignant, and that's the thing that allows f- for this discussion to even like be something that we can talk about. Like if he wasn't, if he wasn't bringing shit up that actually was like, wait a minute, like let's let's think about. That. I wouldn't ask you the question. Right, it'd be ignored. If It'd be nothing. We'd have nothing. I to would. Talk yeah, about. I wouldn't ask you the question. Do you know who you are? Right. Right. Because he's saying so. He is being wrong. And he said before. That's his job. Right. I didn't come here to be right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but he's being wrong. Let's go on to some more things. So he got he got in a lot of trouble. But who else is, But honestly, Let's I'm going to bring up a question, though. Like, not for, and not to dismiss your point or mm-hmm. anything, but one of the things that first came to my head was, 
But who else, like you said, who else is talking about transgender people at all? Right. And not for nothing, I one of the moments that gave me pause is I started doing some math in my head as far as how much money Dave Chappelle has, meaning how little he needs to actually do this. When right. I like when I was watching the show, I just saw a visceral trolling. Like this is a person who's rich, who's famous, and not for nothing. You go on IMDb, you look at the top ten comedy specials. Six of them belong to to Dave Chappelle. He could never do a comedy special for the rest of his fucking life, mm-hmm. and, he'd still and be, be fine, be and fine. still be yeah, a giant. Absolutely. So, but then, what, how many so, trolls do we do we are are we consistently at least online? thread hundreds of threads trying to get them to understand a thing if not literally just dragging them to hell you know what i'm saying like if you're if you're gonna talk you know like if you're gonna talk about a thing there are some things that you've got to understand and that's the level of oppression of the people that you're talking about Mm -hmm. and be sensitive to that my issue with some of his trans jokes is that okay some of them are funny some of them are funny and offensive at the same time a little tidbit about me, I like there's like shit that I can mark as offensive and there's shit that I take personal offense to. You know what I'm mm. saying? It's like I know that that's offensive. Right. It's like I know that that's offensive. You know what I'm saying? Even though like I might have laughed. I didn't laugh at one particular joke, but even though I might have laughed, I still know that that's offensive. I know mm. that my traumas don't necessarily bring up a triggering moment for that for me. And just because you know? there's a just because there's offensive content, uh, content in something. Mm hmm. You'll still view the larger work. Uh, yeah, because it doesn't, like, to me, one thing doesn't always totally inform the other. All things are connected, but, like, things have their own pockets. And, and he's being honest about being flow. ignorant. Right. That's what I was going to say, too. Like, both of these things are posed as questions. Right. They're not posed as statements at some fucking, you know, um, okay, rights let, activism. But then again, like, but, but the let's, problematicness let's not, let's not make all questions are the yeah. semantics. Right. No. For me, and it's that's not... No. And let's not make let's not make all questions innocuous because we know that's true. That's true too. Because we because we know uh, every single thing on Fox News has a question at the end of it. Mm -hmm. But most of it's like, are black people dangerous? You know, right? right. right. That's not innocuous because it's a question. But Megan Megan Kelly, as funny as she thinks she is, is just a drunk bitch. (laughs) She's not a comedian. (laughs) She is supposed to be telling news. That peroxide—that's a different peroxide. But I also. I mean, but, just to just to again play devil advocate just a little bit because I I I I think of like some of the most. Pain, yeah. right. I mean, when I think do. of like my most painful moments in regards to racism, and I keep bringing it up just to kind of like as a parallel mm-hmm. as far as like um you know what you're going through and everything like that. I remember being at Columbia and everyone just being liberal and being like, "Oh, I'm not racist, so I'm not racist." But their racism <laughs> was erasure. I was mm-hmm. never invited to anything. I was never included. I was never acknowledged as a black woman. Okay. And Dave is thing, included. And, but my thing is, phobias and isms go beyond, like, the entire being. Like, yeah. it's about an action at the same time. So mm-hmm. the thing that makes a joke to jump, I guess, to the newer material, um, the thing that makes a joke, like, the, really my only joke in the newer material that I had a problem with was the trans Chinaman joke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was so let's, to two different so things. Right. Yeah. So then... That's that's my that's, my, my family is Japanese. Before we get there, before we get there, let's uh, let's finish up with uh, okay. bird paradox and equanimity. We definitely want to do that, and we're going to bring in Gaius for uh, for some uh, talk about that. He's going to lead that discussion. But the last thing he said, the most pro- the 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 thing that got the most ink was his discussion, and it's it's deep. But I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you guys talk about it and think about it. But I'm gonna read okay. it first. 
Okay. Uh, whenever I see one of them tees on the street, I'm like, I don't, I don't mind them. But man, I miss Bruce. That's why I be crying. No Tino shit. That's funny. I knew He's a before, great athlete. I knew before you guys knew. I heard things on the street in Hollywood. You know, you used to be out and see people. Hey, what's up, Kanye? Why the long face? Nigga, you'll see. I got two mother-in-laws now. That's beautiful. <laughs> I was shocked. Is this happening? Wait a minute. Is this a time in American history when an American can make a decision for themselves? And even though other Americans don't understand, they'll support it and let this person live a happy life. Is this what's happening? If it is, then good for America. That's Dave Chappelle, the American. Although Dave Chappelle, the black man, he was a little jealous. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck are transgender people beating black people in the discrimination Olympics? If the police shot half as many transgenders as they did, niggas last year, they'd be fighting a, a fucking war in L.A. I know black dudes in Brooklyn, hard street motherfuckers who wear high heels just to feel safe. <laughs> it's now, this mm. bitch is <laughs> hugely problematic. I love the giggle. I love giggle, giggle, giggle. Mm. It's problematic. I mean, like this. So let's. There's what, to it, yeah, like there's. It's, it's, it's a it's a good cake. Like it's brilliant and problematic. It, right. Yeah. It's, and I mean, like to like me, me, that like that's what right. makes it delicious in some in some right. aspects. Absolutely. Because it's it's like great word. Yeah, this what you just said. I should smack you for. But then, like, wait, that was funny, nigga. Hold on, wait. But wait, what you said, though? And you take your earring off for I'm a second. I'm so glad you said you that. Know? I'm so glad you said that. For. And that's, that's, that's Dave's whole thing. I'm so glad you said that because the concept of a discrimination Olympics, that is a mind-blowing concept. And then it's, two it's seconds later, and then two seconds later, what he does is he minimizes violence against transgender people. He does right. do that. He does do and that. that's the thing that makes it like, okay, Dave, are you on our team or are you not? Because like the cops might be killing black men, but black trans people are dying at the hands of black, black men. men. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. you you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you might be saying, oh like we're like they're safe against the cops, but literally in my actual neighborhood, like whether I go outside at two AM is something that I have to think about. Right. You can go outside for at any reasons. time for you know for And that, I think reasons. that's the part and where, where Dave is showing his privilege. And by emission he's hiding That's exactly where he's by emission he's hiding yeah. that violence. I agree. Because in this and situation, that's the part. and he's given that violence cover. credence, and that's the part that makes him transphobic. It's not again. I wouldn't say Dave Chappelle is transphobic and make that statement blanket and call it a day mm -hmm. and move on. He has transphobic ness that, and, and it's because his jokes not only one minimize our trans experience, but dehumanize us in a way that allows people that do wish violence on us an ability to feel validated. He and gives justified. them cover, and that's directly Absolutely. based in. His black, um, well, his male privilege, right? His, male his privilege. cis male privilege, right? And, it's, and it's he doesn't live the male, life. It's based on his male privilege and his black male oppression simultaneously. Right, right. Absolutely. And so one of those things you can't negate, his black male oppression, but at the same token, you can say, dude, you're a cisgendered male, uh, 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 and you're not acknowledging Your this Your privilege other. is showing. And your privilege is showing. Um, and so I, I think that, I think you're right. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I mean, I, obviously you're right. I mean, I'm not even going <laughs> to go there, but... Um, but I, I still think that you also understand that the conversation he's having within his own mind and now with millions of people right. is one that was not happening at all. And you use the word simple. delicious and I think, I mean, I gotta say, I'm, I'm mind blown by the fact that this is, what, this is what's not happening. 
what's not happening is someone saying there is a brilliant concept in here right and it's also wrapped or wearing ignorance right yes. and, and it's Deadly ignorance. Right. Mm -hmm. It's and dangerous where's, ignorance. Where's the team to be like, okay, get the trans person on your team exactly. to be able to proofread this. And of course, if you feel like saying it, you feel like saying it. Again, America amendments. Say what you want. You know what I'm saying? Where's Paul Mooney when you, you need, need him? Raping. Paul Mooney is getting canceled. His never has Never Getting canceled. His damn self. Yo, I was talking to somebody. I was talking to somebody the other day about it, and I said, "There's. I had two heroes in my life. I had two heroes in my life. Doc Gooden." And Paul Mooney. Yeah, them taking Paul Mooney from me was a lot. Like, that Paul Mooney hit was, was hard. That Paul Mooney hit was really, really hard for Dwight me. Dwight Gooden died for me in 87 as a hero. Mm -hmm. But when I heard that about Paul Mooney, um, I, I, we know I, we, we know I name check. I don't name check anyone else more than Paul Mooney in this show. Um, so, what, uh, so basically, that's... I'm so glad you said that. I mean, I want I I I really appreciate uh, that statement because that's something that's not happening. What's not happening is uh, discussing the value uh, in statements that are problematic. Right. Uh, it's mm. you know it's black or white. Right. right. And, and, and there's no gray. And, and, there's no nuance. And and this is how you also know it's the white gaze heading the whole thing because exactly. they they can't see a rainbow to save their life. The like Ooh. to save their life, they couldn't see a rainbow whatsoever. Fire. So like it's so like y'all are literally black and white in this situation. He can talk about Caitlyn Jenner this way because who he's speaking about is a person that went from being a white man with white male privilege, the privilege of privileges, to being a white oh. woman who's literally only second, who at times has been the person to create the situations in which white men can get privilege, right? In which they can you know they saying? can erase an entire neighborhood of black people. Exactly, she, she, killed, somebody. she killed somebody. I'm Please sorry. Don't I'm sorry, I misgendered. Because because gender a monster. <laughs> Mon monsters have gender too. Monsters have gender too. So all right. One. So listen, um, the last thing that we have to do just as how as housekeeping on uh, equanimity on bird paradox and equanimity right, right. is uh, the Louis C.K. material. Ooh. And that's we an interesting thing. now yes. we've talked about this before on this on the podcast. Mm. And we always said there'd be a day for Dave Chappelle. Today is that day. Uh, and this part is for, for you white ladies. Uh, Louis C.K. Uh, so on Louis C.K. said, Louis C.K. masturbating in front of me ruined my, my comedy dream. This is one of the women, one of the accusers of Louis C.K. said, Louis C.K. masturbating in front of me ruined my comedy dream. And then Dave goes, he takes a deep breath, and he gives a... a, a a, a pregnant pause, and there's a stare, and he says, then I dare say, madam, you may have never had a dream. <laughs> Come on, man. That's a brittle spirit. And then he went into a hilarious... Then he went into a hilarious bit about, can you imagine Dr. King giving up his dream if Louis C.K. jerked off? I was going to tell right. you guys how to get to the mountaintop. <laughs> But then that nigga started jerking off in front of me. But for real. Y'all are on your own. And I'm sorry. Like, I mean, this, like, although with a Me Too situation, like, okay, like, the sexual harassment is extremely real. Yeah. And, and it's needs to be taken care of. And it's violence. And, and, and it's violence. You know, people can't, um, you know, I mean, like, he's going to make a joke about it or whatever. But 
we can't like qualify or quantify, excuse me, what people should be feeling when they like experience certain things. So if sure. it did stop her as much as any black woman would be like, bitch, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? If it did stop or her. Or any then marginalized person would it, say. You know yeah. what I'm saying? A hey. person of color would be like. Tell jokes about it. Yeah. If you would have put it in your mouth, you could have gotten a movie deal and it would have yeah. been, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Right. And we would have been having a different story maybe 20 years down the line. Yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? But Now now we're yeah. going to have a, a, a brief, I'm just going to read through these. And you feel free to say wow or jump in or 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 stop me in the middle of this. But I'm going to read through some of the commentary of uh, Equanimity and Bird Paradox. Because I think there's a lot of foreshadowing to what we ended up seeing in the special. And the, the Sticks and Stones is a reaction a direct reaction to the criticism. And so uh, Jason Tabris of Uprocks on January 3rd, this is an article he wrote two days after uh, they were released, uh, said, Chappelle feels like he can preemptively answer his critics, saying he didn't come here to be right, uh, but that he came to fuck around. It's understandable why he'd take this as his sword and shield. Those words, like the call for reckless speech, are an attempt at securing immunity from paying a cost for his continued penchant for uh, committing culturally insensitive transgressions in the midst of the good and bold work he does when speaking on race issues. But it's bullshit. Whether Chappelle likes it or not, we're looking for him to be right. When he fucks around, um, when he fucks around, and we're looking for him to be better than he's been. It's that hope and his track record of being right that allows for him to stay relevant. But with every sexist, homophobic, or transphobic joke, the track record fades. As does the need to fight back the urge to dismiss him and throw out the good with the bad. This is like everything we were just talking about. I mean, and I agree to points, and I think it's in a, like like a reach also in others. Um, I think it's a reach. I would say it's a reach. We do look to him to be right. Because he's rarely wrong. Like, he, like, he, like, you know, like, before he started talking about these issues that he doesn't know about uh, because he doesn't have that experience, right. he, I don't remember. Ever but does he have to be a preacher? Yeah. Does he have to be a preacher? Does he have to be right all the time, Neruda? I don't, I don't know if he has to be right I don't all think, time. I don't think so either. But I, I, I'm not sure if his padding it the way he does. I think. He he would pad it better in semantics than saying, "Hey, so I'm about to say some fucked up shit," and then saying it because that's mm -hmm. like saying, "Oh, whatever." The world doesn't think that you're like you deserve this ass open for being who you are, but I'm gonna still give it to you and then giving it to them. That's not mm -hmm. like. And so, so I think you're totally correct, but at the same token, I think the problem is that when we're dealing with comedy and art, it the ass whooping is kind of chosen like right yeah. like you can take it as an ass whooping or you can take it as a massage yeah you know what i mean like so i, I want to say this though i posted on uh facebook uh recently and i was just like there's one thing if you didn't like the special there's another thing if you're saying that facebook let you back on uh yeah uh, <laughs> you just seem like you're in jail all the time, uh, all the time. <laughs> uh, but but i was just like there's one thing if you didn't like it but then there's another thing if you say that this is somehow because he said well he's usually right he usually and I and I and I picked that up, and I was like, "Well, I remember in his first special, he said that um, Ilion better be glad he ain't Haitian." <laughs> Whoa! Right. And he also said women shouldn't be treated like whores unless they're wearing a whore's uniform. Mm. 
<laughs> Whoa. And in his second special, he said all Asians look alike, and his wife is Asian. And he also said, how old is 15 really when referring to R. Kelly and <laughs> Michael Jackson? Yeah. Ooh. So at what point... What special did you watch where yeah, he said that something he was on correct, your side? Yeah. And he so, said something so right. this is this is what you've been talking about about how a lot of this shit, a lot of this criticism is putting on him some shit that, that's, that's never, never been true. true. Right. I think some of the shit that was brought up literally just now is still brought up, sorry, in a way that I don't know that it, I'm not gonna say takes care of the potential victim because that's not it. It's more like it's brought up in a way that can be seen as just a little bit harder somehow. Like, there's still a level of semantics in it. Like, like what's 15 really is not saying, mm-hmm. well, so what? He fucked a 15-year-old. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, what, like, what, what's 15 really has still leaves room enough for the suggestion. Yeah. But, like, but, you know and, what I'm saying? There's and the art of what he's doing there, the art of what he's doing there is saying, hey, I know all of y'all have seen a 15-year-old that, you, that we shouldn't look a cer- at a certain way. But you thought about but, fucking. Or 80% but of you, you bitches have been, were, was busting it wide open when you was 15, so whoever the fuck would catch it. Exactly. Right. And it's not... And, and, and so, one of the great things about comedy is it points out pomposity. It points out hypocrisy. And that's one of the noblest things about comedy. And so what he's doing there is, I know y'all are uncomfortable that I made a joke about uh, how how young is 15 really. But that's also something that everybody, gender and sexual identity be damned, can relate to. You see what I'm saying? And that's the the other part that makes it different. It's not like something that he is speaking outside of his own experience about, you know? And by, by, by mentioning these things, by transgressing, he's bringing in people who live there mm-hmm. and he's saying come in let's let's laugh with these people his 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 like his prologue due diligence is indeed the best thing about <laughs> and so yeah like, let me mention something that made me hate Chappelle for about five minutes <laughs> okay uh, stereo williams opinion uh opinion piece in the daily beast on equanimity and the bird paradox. It's not the the new one. This is the one uh, released at the beginning of the year. As Trey Parker and Matt Stone continually spoof pop culture through the most pointed and juvenile lens via their long-standing Comedy Central hit South Park, is, is it fair to demand that Dave Chappelle morph into something other than the insightful, biting, sometimes sophomoric, funny man he's always been? Sometimes white liberals <laughs> are all too eager to castigate Ch- Chappelle as though he's uniquely problematic, yeah. uh, a uniquely problematic jokester with waning relevance. Now, the waning relevance, like that's the end of the line for the uh, for the Matt Tabris uh, piece. But that's a white um, person, ha- right? And how right. Yeah. that's yeah. what he's saying. So, yeah. Stereo Williams, relevance of Stereo Williams you're writing about him, <laughs> right. dumb Williams, as a black uh, person of two spirits, I'm, he has he is relevant. Yeah. And what yeah. he says is relevant. Yeah, yeah. And when this nigga's hanging out, some other nigga's gonna make a joke based on his what ideas. He too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the and that's the point that makes it like fucked up. Yeah. It's like, okay. So Stereo Williams did his homework and he read the uh the 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 Tabris piece. Uh and he, so he he kind of called to that. And then he said, uh, it's unfortunate because deflecting to defiance in the face of sensitive, sensitive critics, in turning an audience, being offended into a badge of honor, Chappelle misses the chance to truly push himself. It's bold, it's bold, funny guy. Wait, wait for it, wait for it. 
It's bold funny guy versus the snowflakes. And so Dave doubled that doubles down. How many people have said double down in the past mm-hmm. week about this thing? So this is doubling down before. Everybody's doubling down. <laughs> yeah, this is doubling. Double this down. is doubling down before sticks and stones. So Dave doubled doubles down, daring anyone to get offended at him, just being him. Dave doesn't offend me, but he does worry me. I worry that we become so preoccupied with offensiveness that we've turned being offensive into a virtue. Hmm. You're brave if you're unafraid to say what others don't like. But as Hmm. Chappelle points out, we have a president in office whose base clearly believes in to be brave because he says what others don't like. And that's the best of all. His approach to policy, diplomacy, and national discourse don't offend me. They scare the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. You can't be right all the time. But we sure as hell don't need to make a virtue out of, of being wrong. wrong. Hallelujah, Ashe. Look, Ashe. it's literally that. We can be better. Okay, you got that letter. You worked your material a little bit differently so that, you know. You, you don't say tranny say anymore. Tranny. Yeah. Try your best not to use phrases and terms that are obviously offensive to us. But... You're not pushing yourself to go the extra mile. It's like somebody said, hey, this is offensive. It's like, okay, like let me check what is offensive for no reason because it will equal the death of the people that I'm talking about or offensive that keeps my point, you know? And that's, um, that's the scary problem, Yeah, uh, that he punted in Equanimity and the Bird Paradox. He punted on acknowledging that trans people are fighting in these streets right. or their lives. Right, yeah. right. And if he had just attached that one piece... Exactly. If he would have just said just it. Just said like, that. Just And then he could have also... And Look, I feel really dumb trying to tell Dave Chappelle how <laughs> to, to do a, a joke. joke. Uh, by uh, the way, so, you're about you're about to break <laughs> comedian I'm about, code. I'm about right. to do some You're about to break comedian code and tell a comedian how to do his act. And not only are you telling Chappelle to do it. Tell us more about how Dave Chappelle should write his joke. I'm going to not press to my nigga. I'll fuck y'all up. But... I will say that yeah, had he just get a throwaway tag at the end of the bit, don't, mm-hmm. don't I don't want to interrupt his his logic line. Yeah, like I I love where he's bringing us, and I love how he's making us tense, and I love how he's trying to release it. But just at the end, and just be like, and not that I don't know that y'all are also fighting this fight, just yeah. to give yeah. you something yeah, yeah. so you know he's on your side. Like exactly. you said, that's it. And I think he did neglect to do that. Yeah, and I think I didn't come to that realization until this conversation. So I will admit that what yeah. he did do. Oh, see, we're not even at the damn. We're not there. We're not at the dance yet. <laughs> Nah. What is, see with that? That's one of the problems of a show that does its homework is yeah. homework talk about it a lot of is homework takes a long fucking time to do. Yeah, but this is how a discussion should go about Agreed. Chappelle. Yeah, because how are you gonna talk about sticks and stones without talking about bird paradox and equanimity and, and the people it. who've been clapping back at him for a, for most of a year now? Mm. Yeah, people have been clapping back at him for eight months now. Right. Okay. This isn't new. This criticism isn't new and. How many, reading what I just read that Stereo Williams wrote, couldn't you just change the date mm-hmm. and talk about the new special? Yeah. With that same exact With that same exact thing. Right. Which begs the question, well, how much of a critique is this really? Exactly. Mm. 
Or is this just another like hack job? Or not even a hack job because I didn't feel like he was hacking him. Yeah, I feel oh, like he it was, was like, good. It was good. Stereo. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I appreciate you. Yeah, I feel like it was more so. Did your mama name you Stereo though? That's the like. <laughs> did you just come up with that or I, nah? That some other time. I just stereo. feel like it was. It was still just so much more based in, and this is what writing, I guess, should be at this point. But it's so much based in his experience mm-hmm. and 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 his very opinion. personal. Yeah. It's very personal, and I just don't think we can take. Art that way, but like, I, I your, can't stand I in face. the MoMA. I saw and, your face. And it, it affected you, though. It did. Exactly. It did. But I can't stand in the MoMA and see, you know, uh, some some weird, you know, piece about race, and then just take it how I take it yeah. from Harlem. Yeah. Oh, niggas is a beautiful thing, <laughs> and this, oh shit, and kick it, and then be like, you know what, fuck this shit, and I'm gonna rip the MoMA apart because they are racist. And it's like, I mean, they are. I mean, they are. Yeah, I'm like they may be, but I think it's you know, like I mean, like I think it's it's worth like looking at the core of things and asking questions about those cores. You know, like Mm -hmm. if yeah, if um, like if we're in this culture where half of us are fighting to to push something forward Mm -hmm. in the idea that we be kind to one another. Oh, my God, so radical. <laughs> and, and empathy. Yeah. And, oh, like, oh, my some God. Some long-haired dude said that, like, 2,000 years empathy. ago. God forbid I walk in your shoes for, like, half a second. Um, or wait to hear you speak about your experience. Or, like, take the fact that you had that experience as valid, even if it might directly oppose everything that mm-hmm. I'm about. Like, yeah. anyway, so... For somebody at his station to take those moments to, to be in this culture and be like okay i'm going to instead push a fence is indeed problematic for the for, for lack of a, like a, a better word it's frustrating it's like okay and not let us off the hook right yeah. and, and not let us know it's a joke exactly yeah. i mean not it's like i know we are supposed to assume it's a joke because yeah. you are on stage as a comedian because at the same he's time. one of the most talented person people in the world at use of irony right yeah I mean, but I think going back to what Diane said earlier, right? I didn't remember that, but, you know, that is me, right? Like, I do say (laughs) some funny shit, but it's in a harsh way. You know what I mean? But, like, at the same token... That's a masterful punchline. Mm -hmm. But but at the same token, that was, like, what Jack said, that was because of our relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think what ends up happening, especially as you become these, you know, millionaire celebrity comedians, yeah. you start to think that everybody is your close it's, friend it's, like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Right? And everybody and especially like everybody's Chris Rock true. and Louis C.K. and we can say some horrible shit exactly. and know that we're not out beating trans people. And right? then yeah. most of the audience thinks that they're your friend. friends. And then yeah. you, as a celebrity, feel all this attention, all this love. I can't imagine what it's like. Yeah. But, you know, I can, I can see how someone can start to feel like, or everybody is Diane and me in that exactly. city. But everybody can't say exactly. that to Diane. Yeah, right. exactly. And everybody and can't had, say that to everybody. I had then, this moment like before I got here today because I was thinking about it again. And I was like, more than any other show that we've done so far, it's, I think it's been the most like taxing of us like figuring out how we even fall on certain lines. Yeah, to, like, to talk a little bit about how we make the sausage, uh, usually I sit there for two hours and I do all the research for it. Uh, and and they come in here and just shoot from the hip. And then what are you gonna say? So I was gonna say is like, I a lot of the times I know a lot of the background research as well because you actually read. I'm not saying that Diane does. <laughs> no, anyway. I don't read. I don't read either. I don't know until I do the research. <laughs> uh, no, anyway, I, I'm, I, I was not I was Diane. I don't read either. To... I don't read until I have to do my homework. When I was trying, and to then get I read to all at once. Is that we're also in like a kind of unique moment of 
when I was thinking about it, it's like we have comedians now that like have this like platform that's larger than even like because I was like, oh well, you could say like Eddie Murphy Raw and like you know Richard Pryor, like there's the same, but it's yeah. not the same it's as not. like being on Netflix right. in one hour and like everyone has access to you right now. And so like now it's you like buy a VHS of exactly, Eddie Murphy Raw. exactly. Yeah. There, so, were, yeah, there were so people we not had, hearing Raw till six months exactly. later. Exactly. So we had this. Most even comedians now, like they, their like visceral reaction to comedy and how they build their material. Everything is like they're workshopping their material in a very small, like enclosed right. setting. Right. And a lot of times it is like they're close friends that show up to support them with some other people who know that they're probably gonna show up and hear like a lot of shitty material from random comics and like maybe one good comic will show up and be workshopping material in the first place. No, and some some of the so, best are garbage. Like I yeah. so one of the worst sets I ever heard was a Chris Rock set. Yeah. Where he literally sat with a pad because when he's but workshopping he, yeah. he just sits with a pad and yeah. he goes, "All right, let's try this one." No inflection. No exactly. No transitions, no. Wow. So no I think whatever. so yeah. I think that there's also like this very like big disconnect in how the average person consumes comedy mm -hmm. versus how comedy is actually created you know, before those people absolutely. get it. You know what we're also neglecting to realize? The people in that room are laughing. Yeah, exactly. So and that's what you're there missing. Talking about, yeah. This isn't funny, but yeah, there's yeah. a thousand people sitting there exactly. laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's on celluloid. Yeah. He wouldn't don't, put it don't in act like exactly. it's not funny. Not yeah. It's like he wouldn't put it on Netflix if he didn't feel like he'd gotten enough cosign right. and en enough shows that he felt like and we'll get to this later right. too. So fuck later. Fuck later. Gaius. Yeah. Take us to the dance. Alright, all right. So I mean, we've covered a lot of material. Um one of the things I wanted to focus on is something that like kind of struck viscerally with me with uh, an article on Very Smart Brothers with Damon Young. And he wrote a very great, poignant, short article about how, you know, maybe, you know, Dave Chappelle's show, the last one, Sticks and Stones, isn't like this like great, like, comedy experience or triumph. But maybe it's also not as like subversive as it was thought to be mm -hmm. but at the same time uh can we call it this like darkly subversive thing was it like as it was said on certain platforms like him fixing america and those there was this like weird transition of happening when that special came out immediate there was like this like weird like embracing of it from the alt-right and saying like yeah. dave chappelle like fixed you know america that and sucks. and he can't control that exactly and he but can't control it and so can, i had this like yeah. other weird mm. moment where i read an article in the atlantic like post trump when everyone was doing these like long-winded thing pieces about like how everyone who voted for trump wasn't a racist blah 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 fuck that fuck but that. the <laughs> thing that struck with me out of those thing pieces there was this one interview where there's a guy who was, like, a Trump supporter. And he was like, what do you do when you're a Trump supporter, but everyone else, and you only care about taxes, but everyone else in the room is a racist? And I was right. like, maybe you should think about your stance on taxes. Exactly. Right. And, and realize that your stance on taxes might, in fact, betray something else that you have. The, the article that Damon Young wrote on Very Smart Brothers posed the same point. 
about Dave Chappelle's last special. It's like, you know what? Dave Chappelle, I give him all benefit of doubt that he never thought that he was going to align himself with people who right. write for Breitbart or whatever. Right. But when you're standing in a room and everyone else around you is from Breitbart and like telling these stories and they're identifying with you, maybe you need to think deeper about mm. the shit that you're saying and what's in yourself. And mm. that's the point. Like if you, if you, if you realize that your audience is actually like politically aligned against you and that yeah. your views align with theirs when do you start to think to yourself oh shit i'm sounding like white people in this exactly moment. Mm-hmm. yeah and maybe i've been irresponsible right you know what i'm saying um, this may be like i'm no like straight up i'm sounding like white people in this moment i'm allowing myself to to i'm allowing myself in the per- as a person that lives outside of all these margins to ignore all of these lived experiences in order mm-hmm. to make better decisions. When you, um, when you, when we were saying, when people were saying that he can't control who... I said that. He, it, he said it too. Um, <laughs> that he can't control who his audience winds up being. Had he used the semantics that we've been suggesting, I promise you them people would be like, oh, wait. Exactly. And- it, it, just a little bit more. It's just it's just simply like you if you take care of if you're a lot if people if the alt writer is aligning themselves with you then clearly you're speaking like a Nazi and they are going to use and that's the basis of my entire point. It's They're going to use your your it's shit. for cause. Right. Period. When you look around and you see, oh, I'm not in the right neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> you did exactly. you did make a wrong turn at Albuquerque. May I may I be a defender of Dave and say... Mm-hmm. A devil advocate, if you will. If you will. <laughs> uh, and say, this is what? A year and a half, two years of material, right? Yeah. Being responded to in between for a this few months. eight months of material. Eight months of material. It took him four seasons with Chappelle Show to realize he was doing that with his own culture. Let alone one that he's not even familiar right. with. Right. Uh, if, if you're not familiar with the history of Dave and part of the reason why people view him as some sort of saint of comedy, right? is that Dave famously turned down a contract worth to him over $50 million because he did not want to finish a season uh, that over the years, the story of Dave going to Africa has morphed into a bunch of different things. However, it began as he uh, was smoking crack. (laughs) He was smoking crack, went on a binge, and decided to go to Africa. No, uh, apparently he left the show because he um, felt uncomfortable with what the show had become, what it represented, what, 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 how the audience was consuming him. What audience was, right? Yeah. So so exactly. we're talking about this now with the Breitbart and, all, and the alt-right because we have a space This for is that. not new. But this is not yeah. new. We're talking about this back yeah. then. He realized that there were white supremacists yeah. who thought... Oh, he was this, uncomfortable with his own writer room. The he was uncomfortable with yeah. his own writer's room. Yeah. Right. And he made a joke about it. He was like, I didn't want to be in Disney World and have people coming to be, I'm Rick James, bitch. Like, he knew that how people consumed and then regurgitated his material right. was becoming problematic for a world that he even wanted his own kids to grow up in. Right. And, but that was his lived world, and he still was making that mistake yeah. for, 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 for four years. And, and so, we're talking yeah. about eight months right now. So he became a martyr, right, in the eyes of the people who think he's a saint. He became a martyr for righteous comedy. Right. right. The thing is, if he, be- he left because of that, it's like you don't even have the respect to semantics. Right. And but I think he's learning that as he goes right. with the letters. So he became yeah. he became a martyr for uh, righteous comedy, and then 
much like the greatest, right, came back. And he did the best specials anyone's ever done. The last two specials we talked about both won the Grammy in a row. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Not a lot of people doing that. Okay? Two two years, two Grammys in a row. Um, sold out eight, nine nights, ten nights, sixteen nights at, at Radio City Music Hall. These yeah. are good at the thing. these are titanic these are titanic accomplishments. Yeah. Right? And so much like Jesus Christ rising from the dead. Wow. Dave Chappelle came back. Yeah, I know I went there. I, like I know this is, is stress. This is the problem that Dave I have. Right. So, right. And he yeah. is the truth and the light forever and ever. Amen. No, that's why That's why we made him a saint. Because even Jewish he did people that. and Jesus feel mm-hmm. the same way about that. Like, dude. Jesus would be like, I didn't say none I of didn't that do shit. None of that. <laughs> I'm just a Jew from Hoboken <laughs> trying to make it, trying to eat some bread. The reason why people are projecting on him, the mm-hmm. righteous comedian, yeah. the reason why is because this story, this narrative, Says you are the savior. Yeah, and black people constantly are looking for a savior. Right. Yeah, especially before, a brown like, one. And that's we, one of our yeah. detriments. I think. Yeah, it is. It's like we put shit on Obama. Uh, MJ, Obama never said like Michael Jackson. Yeah, Bill Cosby. Maybe we're maybe we're not doing yeah. too good at picking saviors. Yeah, Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson, our Kanye. And it turns out that Barack Obama was fucking every intern. Yeah. If Obama <laughs> that's had as much as swinging that swing, that's when it's time. That's when it's time. I'm okay before that. Let it happen later. Let Barrio if, be Barrio. If that happens, uh, I might have to and check what out. Would we do? I might I have to check out. I wouldn't do shit because I, I might have to check out. You wouldn't give the first black president the right to bitches. <laughs> Is what you're saying to me? But, I would be like, excuse me, of all the presidents, yeah, this one like, right here gets bitches. But Jack, but Jack, but Jack, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this Jack, one gets bitches. Michelle, though, there's never not a, Michelle's bad. Michelle is probably in there getting Michelle, bitches with him. It's probably a Stevie J. Nah, Jocelyn nah, nah, situation. Nah, 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 I mean, nah, nah, I want to hear this. Like, every other president has actually raped someone. Right. Obama just like played around. See, Obama said Obama stood there See, guys, in the underwear guys, with the swing. This is why we ain't never gonna get a deal. <laughs> Every president rapes somebody. It's Come on, true. Man. It's a fact, dude. Really? Shit, we Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln raped his his black yeah. slaves that he kept. Exactly. Listen, and corporate America. When you do buy this show, we'll stop saying shit like this. No, we won't. Okay? No, we won't. That's no. true. That's I, true. You'll be buying it because no, one because thing one is thing that, that is, if you're white and you had money, you just could indiscriminately rape until like. Six months ago, right? I they mean, like, yeah, and no, I don't want to. I don't want to say that's not that's that that's is facts. That is yeah. true. That is a fact. So I'm sorry, my nigga. And, and if you were black and you had money, you could because they was offering rape. it up as I long promise. as you didn't rape white women. You know what like, I mean? It's like, fucked up. So, but yeah. Gaius, bring us back. Right. Uh, where are we so, going with this? Can you can you please let's not talk about it in the abstract? Yeah. Can you please give us some quotes so, about yeah, I, that that were problematic? That were pulled as problematic? Yeah, I mean. So that was that was a deeper issue I had in like even pulling quotes from Sticks and Stones because my love for Dave Chappelle wanted me to like draw in as much context in every joke and then that's like right. I might as well just recite the entire fucking show at that right. point. But that's but, not your job. Yeah, your job that is, is not right. my job. So I'm gonna try to pull some of the more like specific contextual things. Wait, can I just say I am on Jussie Smile, uh, Smile, 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 Juicy 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 Smollett. All my black friends, everybody hates me because I yeah. still believe Juicy. And so let's just, I just want to yeah, put that agreed. out there. Yeah, man. I think Juicy got a fucking, he got a raw deal. And I order Subway, right now I can order Subway at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I don't go outside and get it, 
But that's not the fucking point. The point is that they're yeah. open and you can do it. I mean, exactly. you, you couldn't you couldn't hire anyone but like dark ass Nigerian dudes so, to do this. Um, yeah. He goes, Ugh, I'm goddamn sick of it. This is the worst time ever to be a celebrity. You gotta be you gotta be finished. Everybody's doomed. Mike Jackson's been dead for 10 years and this nigga has two new cases. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Everybody it's no, funny. anyway. It's funny. Uh, the it's funny. Idea is there, no if you haven't watched funny. the documentary, uh, then I'm begging you not to. Don't watch it. Gonna ruin it's you. fucking gross. <laughs> it felt like HBO was taking baby dicks in my ears <laughs> for hours straight. Really nasty <laughs> shit. I don't want to know all these things. <laughs> And then he goes to, I'm going to say something that I'm not allowed to say, but I got to be real. Uh, I don't believe these motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't believe them. But let me qualify the statement. I, I am what's known on the streets as a victim blamer. <laughs> he points it out. Call yeah, himself out. He's, he's always totally honest with it. He's like, you know what I mean? If somebody come up to me like, Dave, Dave. Chris Brown just beat up Rihanna. I'm like, I'd be like, well, what did she do? <laughs> Dave, Michael Jackson was molesting these children. Well, what were those kids wearing? <laughs> <laughs> it's absurd because no, he and he's using wrong. irony. He's using right. irony. He knows it's wrong. He's he lumping those wrong things so together. He was wrong. He's saying I'm a victim blamer. He's making himself the idiot there. He's not at a pulpit. He's not doing a TED Talk. He's not an instructor. You know, he's not your boss. He's a fucking comedian, and he's but, saying dumb things. But then he says, and and the, and the, the, the clincher is what? You know, did you hear uh, Macaulay Cookin say anything? Macaulay <laughs> right. Cookin said, I, nothing ever happened to me, yeah. and I never saw anything go down. And so now, um, now if you remember, if you remember Macaulay Cookin back in the Home Alone days, yeah. He is beautiful. Like He's I would have fucked that kid. <laughs> I would have fucked that kid. So if you're gonna rape, if you're gonna I, rape a bunch so of kids, I'm gonna say the, two more lines. And if you're gonna like, rape a bunch of kids, you would start with Macaulay Culkin. So then Dave <laughs> says, "I know it seems harsh, but man, somebody's got to teach these kids. There's no such thing as a free trip to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna want to look at your butthole or something. That's awful. And then That's skip awful. down. <laughs> so he's like, think about this shit. You know, I'm not a pedophile, but if I was." Ah. Macaulay Cock is the first kid I'm fucking. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that right now. I'd be a goddamn hero. Hey, that guy over there fucked that kid from Home Alone, and you know how hard he is to catch. <laughs> <laughs> but see, like to me, like that joke is it like has all of the layers because one, like you, like okay, even this the punchline. You know that people, and then again, it's still like to me calls on under whether he like. Well, well, it makes me know that he understands his responsibility yeah. at the same time. Yeah. <clears throat> Which then makes some other shit more problematic. But anyway, um, you're pointing the fact out that when we see Macaulay Culkin, we associate him with Home Alone as though my nigga knows how to set up those traps on his yeah. own and yeah, wasn't sure. playing yeah. a fucking Which obviously character. that's yeah. not. Right? That's, yeah. that's, the key to, that's the key for you to know. This is, this a, is a fucking joke. This is, ah, this is irony. All of this fantasy talk of fucking children is a joke yeah. because clearly Macaulay Culkin doesn't know how to weaponize Matchbox cards. Like, he might now, after having played the role <laughs> yeah. three times, but, like, <laughs> before, you know what I'm saying, before that, is that who he was? No, he's a fucking yeah. actor. And this is the thing that I actually, like, 
stumbled across the second time watching the show in pre- preparation for us recording the podcast. But it was kind of enlightening. And when I rewatched it and I paid more attention to the on-screen typography before the show actually starts on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Because he starts with two very poignant quotes. And then he goes into him specifically reciting lyrics from 1999 by Prince. Right, right. So the first quote that he does is intro typography when it just like is this like graphic of sticks and stones flying at you in 3D. And it says, tell me something. You motherfuckers can't tell me nothing. I'd rather die than listen to you. And then it says, Kendrick Lamar, Pulitzer Prize winner. That's like just on-screen type with no voiceover. And then it says, I know real niggas happen to love it. Sean Carter, billionaire. And we've spoke out on Jay-Z at length on this show. Kendrick Lamar, slightly. But I think he's already setting a tone that a lot of people missed when they started throwing critiques and hot takes Most people at this show. Fast forwarded through that. Yeah. And just went to didn't get it. When does he say fat? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, most people were getting what they were gonna eat while they're watching this. This is Netflix, this is streaming. Yeah. People are going to the bathroom. Yeah. People missed it. And nothing, nothing. I mean, there's a whole section. Uh, we talk about doing homework and all this shit. I talk all that shit about doing homework. I didn't watch the epilogue. Yeah, you I watched the epilogue. I didn't watch the epilogue. The epilogue existed, and then they realized they were like, "Oh, well, shit. yes, there is. Yeah. There's and still problematic fuck shit in those quotes. It is like right. those it. quotes are privilege based. Yes, like you, like you can't say those things, especially that last one. I know real niggas feel it. Feel it. Okay, so like. The fact that you might have offended me makes me a not real nigga. Right. Which Fair. then, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, okay, all right, like, what are you actually trying to say? The, are you, are you, are you taking you're the other you taking the, offended? Right. Your, are you're, you taking you're the actual the onus for your responsibility, or are you bullshitting and being like, actually, I'm not going to take your advice? Yes. Like, well, are you, are you being? Are you being literal in these lyrical translations, or are you being yeah. ironic and yeah? But, but then he's also quantifying and disqualifying those same statements by the the source uh, sourcing of it because he's saying this person won a Pulitzer Prize, not from this album, not yeah. from the song. <laughs> yeah. They're saying, he's saying a whole academic institution that's existed way longer than me has recognized this as somehow poetry on the highest level. And then on the second one, billionaire. You've all given your fucking money to this asshole who also, like you just said... And the juxtaposition is saying... Denigrates you. The juxtaposition... But we've done it for him too. The juxtaposition is saying... He's not getting the same treatment. Right, and I think that's what he's saying. Like, let's let's, let's keep that same energy. The juxtaposition is pointing out what is validity. What is validity here? That here's an artist who got the Pulitzer... Here's uh, Jay Z, who's uh, okay. habitually wrong. Yeah, uh, and they are ven- they are venerated. Fox maybe not even right. equal. Jay Z is venerated above, you know, even the Pulitzer Prize winner, uh, even in the hip hop world. So uh, you know, I, I I agree with you but that then, I agree with both of you right. that uh, the real nigga thing sets up. Mm-hmm. It sets up a us versus them, yes. and the us is Breitbart. 
Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, and then guy, the next yeah. talk, talk like, about talk about commitment to your work. Guys actually has yeah, that on his browser history, him clicking on Breitbart yeah, articles. Read, like, so, in, <laughs> in the words of Jay, Naruto just made a yeesh face. In the words of Jay, Ho did that so you wouldn't have to go through that. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that, man, I, that, that's, what he <laughs> feel, that's what he feels like he's doing. And sometimes it's what it looks like he's doing, but yeah. whatever. Like, my thing is the impact of Jay Z's work outside of any charity and like you know freeing niggas from jail or whatever he's done with his money his actual art has caused bullshit in the community yeah. oh, it's a and pit. that's the shit that is the problem I, I don't am, give a fuck what anybody says I invite both of y'all motherfuckers to listen to our fucking work of art which is the Jay-Z <laughs> podcast where we get into this yeah it's I'm like if you, I mean like it's, you know what I'm saying like and, and a lot of it is fucking obvious like it's like he you know what I'm saying like you said he raped Foxy, Foxy Brown there's a lot of random sexual assault oh, that he co-signs yeah, yeah. he does you know what I'm saying like he like there's a lot of shit I mean he, he shucked and jive for the Nets. He shucked and jive for Barney. You know what I'm saying? For, he for, shucked and jive for the NFL Stahl. now, which basically he, he are slave owners. He shucked and for Chris Stahl, and so they said they don't like black people. Then it's like, yeah. but you should have been knew that, and if you didn't do your fucking research before, like, what kind of hustler are you, nigga? You're hustling backwards, my nigga. Yeah. But, yeah. like... He's a fucking... Th- and that's the part. He fucking knew. He is so, a hustler, but he's a hustler in the worst way. He stole yeah. Jazzo's chain and name. He stole fucking Biggie's lines in every fucking hit song he's made. And he kept calls it paying homage. Oh um, All right, motherfuckers. We're not doing Jay-Z podcast I'm just number saying. two. But, just, but no, just saying. <laughs> Let's go back. Like, but yes. For why the context yes. is so quote. problematic. It's like you can't, like, it's like, okay. So to me, it's like, if you're if you're looking at that, are you looking at the impact sure. outside of the money that they're no, making? No, but and, 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 and I think that's part of what he's saying. Ticket sales. I, 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 I think that's not a failure. I think that's I think that's a function of what he's doing. He's saying we all know this motherfucker's but wrong. But not in the so making he's that putting, that He's putting Kendrick. Mm. He's putting Kendrick the as the rightest guy. Mm. He's putting Kendrick as the rightest guy in juxtaposition. Jay, the wrongest guy. And we both support both. I think this is his point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think well, you might not. Whereas like, that Kendrick line that he picked didn't make Kendrick really look like the rightest guy. Yeah. But I, so, and, so I can't and, even like support and I also, that idea because and I also there's really agree no juxtaposition that, in I also agree that what Kendrick I, and Jay did in that in those lines. Like, yeah, Kendrick. Impact is definitely more positive than Jay's in terms of what his overall catalog has yeah. produced. But that one line, and in, in context to what it is that we're asking from yeah. Dave Chappelle, then followed up by that Jay Z line, has no juxtaposition whatsoever. It's like you're not going to listen to us, and the real niggas are going to hear us. And you're looking at this impact, okay, nigga? When you say that that transness is the same as you feeling like you were a Chinese person inside. What you're saying Boom. is that is that you're validating what everyone else feels in the silliness and the Ridiculing. idea. And yeah. right, exactly. You're ridiculing us for for something that's not that fucking simple. And yeah. it's that is and what and that does is give the impact in the community that allows for more of your fucking people to continue to marginalize. To die. Exactly. And yeah. it's is that is that simple. So marginalize I marginalize from beginning abuse. to end Every other joke, you could you could cite any other joke. He took care of those victims for yeah. the most part. When yeah. he got to that one joke, it was like, mm, where's the care in this? Yeah, I'll, there's I'll no care in this. Yeah, and I appreciate I'll, you for bringing I'll, that I'll, out because yeah. that's where I was too. Because like, I saw it and then I watched it again and again to like prepare for this. But Jack, can we agree that it wasn't out of maliciousness that he did that? That it was a lack of foresight to an extent. I can agree to that. My whole life stance is impact over intent, so I really right. don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah, that's, it's that's fair. That's it's fair. irresponsible, and you know, I mean, to to do the fucking Peter Parker line, which is with great, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. For him to, and he is very self conscious. Okay, we know he is. We know that that letter affected him. 
We know that letter from Tyler affected him. And we actually have evidence of him moving. Mm -hmm. And really, I mean, we know that uh, that LGBTQ car, car. Oh, my God. Genius. The car thing. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me. Facts. Talk to me about Facts. what you yeah. felt Facts. about. So so if you I mean, honestly, if you're listening and haven't listened to the special, fuck you. You did not do your homework. Yeah, you should be uh, listening to this. Sit yeah, in the corner. Like gold, sit in yeah. the corner. Put a dunce cap on your head. Stop now. But bro, so just to remind you, and if you message me or some shit, be you'll get cursed the fuck out. I'm <laughs> fucking you up. So so to 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 call it back for everybody, maybe you weren't kind of paying attention, but he said that uh, the LGBTQ is like a car ride. Uh, that the uh, the G is driving the car. Yeah. And so the gay men. Uh, gay white men largely yeah, gay white gay, men like the gay, gay white men are driving the car right next to him in the front seat is the L and that's the lesbians everybody loves the lesbians except the G everybody <laughs> loves L except the G for some reason no one knows anyway really well, yeah. anyway uh, then he says the uh, the B is in the back seat and uh, you know the L and the G have their feelings about the B, <laughs> but they acknowledge that the B is important. The B needs to be there, and all that. And then there's the T. Sometimes. The T's in the the T's in the back seat too, um, you know. And he does a whole great little bit about the T. That's a complex move that he does with that. Isn't yeah, it? it's, it's like you can't really. Yeah. I'm glad you, you chose not to try. I'm not gonna try. You're gonna fuck up everything. I'm not gonna try. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he does. Uh, and then he says, then there's the Q, yeah. which we talked about in Bird Paradox and Equanimity. He makes fun of the Q. Yeah. Right, right. And he said, uh, they're driving along in this car. Everybody's getting along. Everything's great. And then they see on the side of the road, the G says, wait, that looks like one of mine. <laughs> and then they pull over to the Q and the Q puts his hands on the top of the car and looks into the car and goes... I don't really know where I fit in, like, I but I think I'm I need going. to be in this car. <laughs> I, said, I don't know where I'm going. That, there is and love he said it. us. He said it, there is he, love, he's one yes. of us, which is, a, which is yeah. again, a nuance so, that's even better than yeah. just saying Let me not say it's good. Man. Let me ask a two-spirited person, what did you think about that? What does that show about what he, uh, his experience with this community? He's at least observing the lack of unity that we have. And at least when, uh, making the gay white man post at least also shows who's exactly driving the car and mm -hmm. what the car shows he knows the power structure exactly is going to right exactly so he's not he's not unaware from a from an outside perspective and all of that stuff is visible from outside you know it's like you we can you can see the tension between the G's and the L's you can see that you know the G's, L's, and B's feel like the T's are slowing up the process because nobody understands what the fuck is going on there. We, like, like we, we can see that from the outside looking in, you know what I'm saying, and not understand any of the things that are actually going on and all the nuances therein and what the T's are actually going through and what the gays are going through and et cetera. Um, and it's, it, it's very easy to make... It's not easy, but it's very... A smart person can make that joke, you know, and he, he very much did. It was hilarious. It was it's super adept. poignant. It's very, it's yeah. super, like, I mean, any any queer black person that I know has been saying all year, ain't, no, ain't no unity. The, what community are y'all yeah. talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just, just from a race perspective, let alone from the separate 
identities. Yeah. You know? And so we, by that, he's showing Dave knows about intersectionality. Uh, right. And he knows that there are, you know, that this is a really complex issue. He's not the same dummy talking about trans people. Um, which, does that make it better or worse? It makes it worse to me. Because, Talk about that. again, like, with great power comes great responsibility, and with knowledge comes action. Like, you can't know something and then not... You can't know better and not do better. How come you didn't speak for us? How come you didn't talk about what we're suffering? Like you can make that. Like you can make that. You can make any joke you want if you if you pay respect. Put, if you pay respect. If you pay the actual homage to the struggle that you happen to be making fun of, yeah. knowing that the shits are real. Like I'm sorry, white women haven't been dying in large numbers for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Um, and this... in equanimity, you acted like. Trans people weren't dying, right? Yeah. You didn't even you didn't acknowledge no, that they were dying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I mean, I I've yet to hear you really acknowledge that. You know, our lives are like literally these these. It's it's not the joke uh, in the balance. It's the it's the it's the concepts that you are pushing and perpetuating that yeah. continue to lead us to our death. It's the omission, right? And if you think if you think that what we're talking about is just exaggerating or whatever, or you're insulated. Uh, from this, I mean, while we were putting this together, uh, I heard about, uh, you know, uh, B. Love Slater, mm -hmm. uh, this 23-year-old woman uh, who was just killed earlier this month, uh, at the beginning of this month, basically a week before this special came out. Right. Uh, and she was burned beyond recognition, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in, in her car. And so this isn't a game um, not acknowledging uh, that trans people right now, because of their visibility, because of their newfound visibility, yeah. because of their newfound voice, are more in the crosshairs than they've ever been. And specifically yeah. trans people of color. Right. Because that was kind of... trans people that's of the, color. That's the dichotomy of, like, when he was telling the joke with, like, uh, with Bruce Jenner becoming Caitlyn Jenner. It's like, yeah, there is this, like, part of America that's willing to accept a white person, a white Doing man... This doing that in the in, in their old age and, because it would have been a whole old, yeah, different exactly. thing if, 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 if we, it was a teenager exactly. or a whole different thing if he was in college and all of that and let, let's, let's draw parallels here let's draw parallels here when did we find when in history were there more lynchings than ever not when slaves not when they were slaves right yeah. not when black people were slaves yeah. when, when, when they were, were free, free. Yeah. you know what I'm saying when they were gaining political yeah. Power. Economic power. I mean, uh, that's when they were targeted for violence. Period. Uh, at the rebel thing that just happened with Candace Owens and oh my god, yeah. he speaks on that seven years after the Civil War, yeah. where black people owned. I mean, this is when Black Wall Street existed. This is when Weeksville yeah. and Brooklyn existed. This is when Harlem was a rage. Yeah. Multiple Village, representatives. South I mean, Carolina was the strongest me. representation we ever had. Yeah, we was were eight years. years. Right. And, it was like Tony Coast. We and, were eight years in power. Right. And I mean, yeah, exactly. And Just uh, took eight for and, them to realize what they had to do. Yeah. And so, but then you see all this violence happen. You see the, the, the development of KKK. You see the development of Hollywood. And, you know, uh, uh, what is the film? Um, uh, the the one birth the, of a nation the birth of a nation mm -hmm. the, still one of the highest grossing films in the history of <laughs> of, 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 of of film yeah. and cinema and and you you see what they did was a systematic building of a way to hurt and create you know uh, basically mental violence mm -hmm. right like create terror 
Uh, terrorism in in a big way is created in that moment in yeah. that time span. And, and then you see terrorism. Germany and Hitler take note of that, right? And then do the same thing in in East Europe. And so maybe it's a stretch, but right now what Dave is doing is in the rise of progress, in the rise of the targeting of uh, trans people because they're just now gaining power and voice and clout. Uh, now that they're being targeted, this is the KKK development period against people. Instead of talking about all the people who were getting killed, right? You talk about Juicy Smollett. Okay. Yes. And you know what? You ridicule. Right. That's I, ridicule. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Okay. I'm not going to agree with ridicule, but I will say that making light of something as serious is a dangerous line. But I will also say that he is not. Six of Stones is not Birth of a Nation. Six of Stones is more Chaplin, you know, at the same time period, making fun of Hitler, making fun of. Uh, I think that's what Dave wants it to be. Stalin. But yeah, it's not. I don't. Not, I didn't think it got there. It might have. It might have. You're right. Didn't it might not got there. like that. But because it lacked, like, because it, lacked it has that Achilles heel. Nuances. This is yeah. The, the Achilles heel that we're pointing out is that now. Listen, the the Jesse Smollett thing. That's just funny. That's what's no. funny. Yeah. Yeah. It is it, just yeah. funny. It is funny. <laughs> and maybe you have to cover it. Yeah. Okay. But I know as a Latino, um, how come for the first, uh, you know, 35 years of my life, I didn't see a Latino, other than uh, Sesame Street, I didn't see a Latino that wasn't a criminal mm-hmm. or a, 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 a garbage man or a grower or, or, or whatever. Right. Okay. I didn't see a Latino who was a protagonist. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't around for. I still uh, really see that, right? You know, uh, I wasn't. I wasn't around for uh, for uh, what's the the the, the Sanford and Sud one, the <laughs> Puerto Rican kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what's yeah. his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah, I, I wasn't around for that. Um, I just saw a bunch of maids. Right. Honestly, mm. right. that's all I saw. And maids so, and drug dealers. Right. Maids yeah. and drug dealers. And so, I, that exclusion um, was a violence against my community. Right. Uh, and that exclusion uh, made it hard for for people to understand who I was when I was at I'm gonna give up facts Brooklyn Law School when I was at Fordham University uh, places that were very diverse in the fact that they had white people from everywhere right <laughs> um, and so it it made it made my it made my it made my transverse through this world difficult because no one knew anything about my culture other than the fact that your mom um your mom cleaned houses to get you here right other than that uh which my mom didn't uh not for nothing but uh so so yeah the exclusion of that part of the experience mm-hmm. the wholesale ignoring of that yeah. and instead putting up the ridiculous example of 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 Jesse Smollett that's right. yeah. And like these comedians, it's these black comedians, and I'm sorry, like I, I, I don't. I, there'll probably be some black people who unfollow me if they if they listen to this. It's coming at you, he's coming at everyone who's the, appearing the, in your festival. The black community and homophobia, it's rampant. It's it's, it's it's not like it's not the same as white homophobia, guys. Let's not let's not act like it's the same. Yeah. Let's not act like its impact is the same. When you throw your children out onto the street, there's nowhere for them to fucking go but sex work. But that does so happen to white it It's more it's violent. Happens, it's more ugly. But there's places for them to go. The white people have support 
from in this yep. country. Yeah. Yep. Our people do not. And if you if you literally just add that, fuck whether fuck no whether you hate the people yeah. more or not. If you just add the lack of infrastructure, if you add how the system yeah. works, then you That's have to true. understand that your homophobia is mm. more dangerous. Yeah, the exactly. end. Right. So when we hear people say things like, oh, Hollywood wants to emasculate black men by putting them in a dress. <laughs> yeah. Right. Joanna man. But Tyler you Perry. can't but you can't Tyler Perry. understand that your transphobic jargon mm-hmm. could also be being used in the same way against a community you might happen not to belong to so you don't really see the impact yeah. like that. It's like after years in, of, of uh, in the business after being a legend and reaching legend status after making decisions like going to Africa instead of, you know what I'm saying, do it instead of doing the special um in spite of your people. You look sus, bruh. Yeah. Like, you look sus. I think that brings it back to, like, what we're talking about with Dave Chappelle now is because, like, the first time I watched it and I, like, saw it and I thought it was funny. And then when I rewatched it and we started talking about, like, should we even do a show about Dave Chappelle specifically related to this special and previous specials, was, like, I had to realize that at some point, I thought all those specials were funny and not offensive because the one group he didn't attack in any of those shows was like cisgendered heterosexual black dudes. Like right. I was safe <laughs> every do, time do I watched a Dave Chappelle show. And you were the protagonist <laughs> yeah, in every I joke. Was, I was I was you were the protagonist there. in every joke. I, right. I lived the exact same background as him and I knew exactly where the punchline was going even before he delivered it. And at some point I had to go like, yeah, that's I don't get that's to. Why. I don't yeah. get to decide whether that's offensive because I. That's true. Didn't get offended. Like but, but you, he wasn't trying to ever offend me. Like, but you know what I have to ask though. Yeah. When when we are talking to, and I wish that you guys, I wish that Diane had done some fucking work. But, I, <laughs> but when you are talking to a trans black comedian, right, and their jokes and what they're talking about, are they thinking about protecting anyone who doesn't find their experience? No. They don't fucking have to. And, no. here's, and here's why. And so does, why does he, Let's hear here's, why. Here's why. Let's hear why. When you are in tight margins, you see everybody's shit. The end. So I don't have to be careful about like stepping on your, your toes job. because yeah. your toes are my toes still. I go through the same struggles mm. that you go through on top of my struggles. My yep. struggles are not somehow separate from That's yours. That's a great point. So, yeah, yeah a point. as a black person, I could talk quote. all the shit I want exactly. about white people because I don't end have of to the worry day, about stepping yeah. on your toes because your anything, toes are already on mine. Yeah. The, any, any, anything that's stepping on your toes or stepping on mine. Yeah. And Dave has to be careful. Exactly. Artists across the board, across the genre board across whether they sing and dance in act in so let's so let's talk about the epilogue which i didn't know i had and by the way i thought it was all right before the epilogue i thought everything was all right before the epilogue before i started doing work here right and so then i then i saw the epilogue and i was like thank you dave you allow me to still love you because so for people who are still like not totally aware there is a turn this off quote unquote hidden epilogue it's not um, hidden. It's not hidden. What's turned on? It off. Just yeah, it's just like it depends on what platform you. You watch already started on. fucking your girlfriend. If you and <laughs> you didn't know that that was still playing. It's Netflix didn't ask you if y'all were fucking like, yet. Yeah. You still after you heard the word that triggered you. Yeah. So you were never gonna see. <laughs> mm. Depending on what platform you watch it on. Which is why he did it like if you keep too, right? watching right. the show beyond the credits, it starts streaming another thing. Epilogue show of you had to watch it through the thing, but you had to watch it through 
and you only could watch it through on certain platforms. Like if you were watching it on Xbox, it would just kick it off at the end and you wouldn't get the epilogue special. But if you watch it directly from your laptop or your phone and you're streaming Netflix, you got an epilogue special if you watch all the way through the credits. So we're talking about that now. And so in the epilogue, in the epilogue, he tells the story of Daphne. Now, um, he says, and the whole epilogue is about, it's, it's, if anything, it's a postcard, it's a love story towards uh, the punchline in San Francisco. Right. Now, I can, I'm, I'm going to ask you about, because it's subtext. They're, they're about to die. He doesn't actually say it. He doesn't actually say it, but it's a subtext about the punchline in San Francisco. The difference between uh, performing in Denver uh, or New York or Chicago and San Francisco. In San Francisco, you tell a joke that steps across the line, they hiss. Okay? It is the most sensitive group not in oakland though right not in oakland (laughs) but it it is the most it is the most cutting edge avant-garde and sensitive audience and they love comedy Mm -hmm. and half the time they love that they get to hiss and tell you where the line is Mm -hmm. and that's precisely why dave Chappelle says that's his favorite place to perform Mm -hmm. because he knows that he knows where the line is because that's where he cuts his teeth Mm -hmm. because that's where he's informed about where the line is. He takes pride in that. And so then he tells this story, this anecdote, about how a trans woman went to four of his shows four nights in a row. Right, right, yeah. And that Daphne had this very gracious, open, crazy laugh that you could not notice. And that eventually he got to his fourth show and he was dreading the time where he had to tell his trans jokes in front of Daphne. And he kind of under his breath says this, but it's, it's a, a very key moment in this. He says, um, then I ask myself, well, if I'm nervous about telling these jokes, like if I can't tell these jokes in front of Daphne, maybe I shouldn't be telling these jokes. And so he tells his trans jokes, Daphne laughs her ass off. And um, later on that night, he actually has a conversation with Daphne. And they talk about that, and there's a great little bit about normalizing uh, R. Kelly, uh, which is not necessarily, you know, what we're talking about here. But the point is, Daphne, a trans woman, co-signed my shit. Right. But trans people are not a monolith. Thank you. And not for nothing, if you watch to the very end credits of that show, (laughs) there's photos of the people that he references there. Daphne. And you get to Daphne. And I can't say for sure because it's black and white photography, but Daphne definitely looks like a white presenting yes. trans yeah. person. Yeah. And so old. it's still not the same as... And old. And and yeah. And to me, this distinction... Daphne that ain't no Jack Fuller. <laughs> this, <laughs> and, and, I mean, I'm, and I don't mean to say that you're elderly, mama, but <laughs> you grew up in a time where... You had in San Francisco, not for nothing. I mean, even still, which has an infrastructure, right? To help you through your shit, you had to present tougher than the offense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, any person of color has who's you know lived with their parents understands that 
they've had to fucking endure shit that we are essentially being like, fuck that, I'm not enduring that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, like you said, trans, transness is not a monolith to then, like, weigh all of your trans jokes on this one woman's head, <laughs> yeah. especially this one white-presenting woman and this one older So do you think woman. it was gratuitous? I do. Yeah. And I th- I I do still think with because because you know you have me <laughs> thinking about <laughs> intent a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I do think that he does indeed mean to be like okay. I'm not the worst to every trans person. You know what I'm saying? I have a trans friend. There's a trans I have <laughs> right. a trans friend as it comes say. off as. It's 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 the black friend. It's right. the trans fan. Yeah. I have a trans fan. About him starting to sound like this is how a white person would talk yeah. about niggas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, when yeah. you start sounding like a white person, yeah. Maybe you should fucking ask questions you about stop. <laughs> you should you stop. Just stop. And when you start sounding like white people, fucking yeah. sit your ass down. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. If you sound like you're a boomer, wrong. you're yeah. fucking up. Yeah. You gotta catch yourself. I'm and so sounding he, more white. And so, you have any friend. And so he black <laughs> he he black friended us. He trans friended us. He trans friended he, us. He trans friended us through a pixie song. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I'm sorry. She looked dude, like. Where is my mind? And she looked. She looked like she'd been through some hard times. Yeah. But I think a bitch that's a bitch wow, that's been on a bitch shade. that's been. Um, I'm no shade. Zero shade. Okay. A, a bitch who's been in hard times that is out here winning, T.S. Madison, oh, right? right there, okay. I, I, T.S. I Madison you. would I probably laugh at these jokes because a bitch on the street does not have time to make to for these partic- particular things to be offensive. To touch them. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just it's just that simple. Yes, yeah. being offended, and I will say this again: like, there's a difference between marking offense so, and being so offended. Madison, being offended is a privilege at the same so time. So T.S. Madison would say six and stones, right? Name of the special, right? Great. But that doesn't discount. But this is what right. I do. This is what that I doesn't discount the, the the other trans women who are yeah. like nigga. I'm out here living this still. Fuck you. Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> exactly it's not what that we simple, talked about bro. last yeah. week with Jay Z. Uh, I think the time for kneeling is over. Yeah, it's like no. Nah. I think the time for being <laughs> sensitive about trans people and about their struggle is over. Is that is that what you're saying, Dave? Right. <laughs> you know, I I, and I I can't disagree with that. And I agree. We could have definitely spent Join a lot us, more time Yeruda. on people of color. Yeah, hmm? yeah. I Join mean, us. Like he only talks about people of color as a foil to the other things that he's talking about. Like, I, I think going back to the Breitbart article, it was I, I said it to them. I said that the way Breitbart covered their review of Dave Chappelle's show was predictably like tone deaf and just lashing on to the few things he said about yeah. their his. But that's their whole platform. Abortion whole and like, but, and then like also, you know, glaringly I mean, silent on his, made, right. glaringly silent on his anti-gay things. And like weirdly attempting to be objective on his like racial shit, but it was still also like this like idea of like respectability of politics and like pulling yourself up from the bootstraps. Because when Dave talked about race, when they quoted him was only in when he talked about opioid epidemic versus crack right yeah. but not they, about they any pretended of the like he racial, didn't talk about the other stuff he didn't yeah. like they never talked about the bright bar article never mentioned when dave said that the difference between black poor people and white poor people is that white poor people feel like it shouldn't happen to them and, this and is i a, think that's a big fucking deal big about deal. white privilege i think and, yeah i mean yeah. But we go to male privilege here we go to yeah. his cis het privilege here yeah. i think that, that that this is a big problem with even the existence of this episode of your podcast. 
Like the <laughs> fact that we're discussing you yes. coming at me, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no, I love you, man. I love all of you guys. But the fact that we're discussing a comedy special is really a reflection of the time period that we're in. Definitely. Right. And 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 it does mean something. Isn't it great? It, yeah. <laughs> That's difficult. Like, is it great? I I love the fact that like. This can exist, and this can go viral, and you guys can become famous and make money off of this. But the subject... Can we make money off this? You could. Eventually, <laughs> you, eventually you could. Now, now, and, now with the shit that we say. No, you could. You could. You totally could. I mean, we still got a guy who literally followed a woman and took photos <laughs> of her and harassed her, and then he has a full-on media company that is upheld and paid. Like. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the, the Imagine other that. Point. <laughs> but that is the other point. And I'm just saying that we live in a in a time period now where this is even a topic of conversation. Yeah. But there was a time when a guy named Andrew Dice Clay existed. Exactly. Who is not Italian and he's 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 not a gangster. He's a Jew from fucking Brooklyn mm-hmm. pretending to be an Italian mobster. And his, and yeah. his cover was I knew these guys. Yeah. And his cover is I knew these guys. And then he also stole a bunch of black women's jokes from the nineteen forties. Right. Yeah. He did yeah. joke steal. Yeah. And and we don't know that. We don't know that he stole Mobs Maybelline's whole fucking set. We do. Yeah. Or well, we do. I mean, I mean. Well, now this we is the, this is the generation. But then we did. Yeah. We yeah. Right. Bad. Right. Yeah. And, and he so, became he 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 fucking sold out Madison Square Garden three fucking times. Yeah. That's the industry in general. And yeah. so 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 okay, I I get that point. To rein this a little bit because we, we gotta make sure that people like we said. So a lot of people listen to this while jogging. We want to make sure they don't <laughs> drop dead uh, before this podcast ends. Uh, so uh, to 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 rein this in, I mean, a lot of a lot of the conservatives that take uh, umbrage under this, the rallying cry is, "You can't take a joke. Uh, it's just a joke. Yeah. It's just a joke. You can't take a joke." And they are believers in the absolutist, uh, the absolute immunity of a joke towards any contextualizing under the progressive microscope. Absolutism of any sort is wrong. Yeah. Period. Agreed. And so um, none of us believe in the absolutist approach, which is if it's a joke, you're allowed to say it. No. Okay? You can catch hands for any joke. (laughs) You're supposed to. And the comedian knows that. I have. I I mean I could fight though, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. But no, when comedians yeah. when comedians talk about when comedians talk about and specifically this is one thing that I've heard when comedians talk about where the line is, especially black comedians talk about where the line is, is you might catch hands. So yeah. the thing about being up there, the thing about the quote fearless fearless is because someone might someone Actually might do something after the show. Yeah, people come up to the stage. Um, there was a guy recently that got punched in the face in LA at an open mic, not even at a show. Open mic. He got knocked. You gotta the be a hateful out. motherfucker to knock somebody out at open mic. <laughs> the guy got up, walked up to the stage, punched this nigga's teeth in. He's bleeding out of his face, crying for a joke he said. Mm-hmm. This is a real thing. Yeah. And uh, you know, people. So have been we're not shot. absolutists. We're not absolutists. The line is somewhere. It's it's a qualified. It's a qualified immunity to the microscope. Mm-hmm. Okay, we all believe that the comedian should be allowed to go anywhere. OK, 
Okay. However, they have to do it with respect. With respect. They have, have to, to take do... care of the people that they're shitting on. Like, right. You got to take yeah, care of us. Like the rule of dom subculture, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Is yeah. like you not spanking this ass for an hour and not putting ointment on her. <laughs> right. Like you've got to rub her down <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I'm not rubbing her down. I can't reach her. Like Free this, is, this is yours. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To do, to to take care of, to abuse, take care of, yeah. abuse, take care right. of. That's true. I'm disappointed in humans. Like, I mean, like, you know how spiritual I am, or whatever. <laughs> but like, I'm disappointed in humans. We're we're in the age of Aquarius. This is the age of I know, and people are out here speaking as though they know without knowledge. And it's right. like how, like, no, this is the age of I know. Humility. Not, I'm talking about humility. You know what I'm saying? Do you actually know? And knowing is something that you can keep to your blood clot self. <laughs> also true. Also true. And most that know do. Like, what we don't realize is, you ever look at your Facebook friends list, and you see, like, uh, people who are really popular, they get about, sometimes, 400, 500 likes, right, on, mm-hmm. a, on a thing, and you're like, damn, that's a lot of fucking likes, I usually get, like, four, 20, something like that, ooh, <laughs> yeah. but they got 6,000 so-called friends on there, mm-hmm. and only 500, and that's, that shows you that this is something where we're misconstruing actual influence. Yeah. And we're calling something influence, which it really isn't. It's really a small population. Yeah. And just because it's got a heart, it doesn't mean they love you. Right. Mm-hmm. Also true. And so when... when, when Hearts when, mean all kinds of shit. Yeah. Right. And These so, reactions be so nuanced. Speaking of abuse and, and, uh, and abusing uh, your audience, uh, we're going to give you guys a break and start to <laughs> rein this episode in and uh, let you come in from your jog. Appreciate so <laughs> we're going to get to the charges. Uh, the first charge I want to talk about is the failure to be about shit. Mm-hmm. And that we talked about should he be viewed as a saint, the righteous comedian? Are we viewing him under a uh, sufficient lens? Why aren't we asking questions like this about South Park? Why are we only asking questions about this, uh, like this, about Chappelle? But... Do you feel there's a failure to be about shit in his blind spot towards uh, trans people of color and trans victims of violence? I think Jackson handled it first. I mean, absolutely. The one thing, um, you mentioned the, the Caitlyn Jenner joke. One thing he missed in that joke is like pointing out the disparity, which is that Bruce Jenner was a white man that then translated with with all the white privilege in the world, um, all the 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 coveted white male privilege in the world to then transition to a white woman who's only like literally a step down from there, you know. So it's like a very thin, small step down, thin line. A white woman still has privilege over you, black man. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, privilege in the way this world works. Sometimes, Most of God's creation is still afraid of a white woman. We are still taught to protect white women. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, at all costs, at your own cost, you know what I'm saying, at your own life. So you can't, like, you can't conflate that and then not mention the black women who are going through your struggle plus their transition, plus just being a woman in these streets on top of also being black. Like, there's a lot in general of separation of blackness and queerness that... Dave unfortunately is perpetuating by not being more clear. So you, there's a lack of integrity there. There is, and and I mean, sometimes I'm I I, I question whether it's a full on lack of integrity or just like 
So maybe misdemeanor. A mishap. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying? misdemeanor failure to be about shit? Right. Like, not aggravated failure not to be about Not aggravated to be about shit. Not felony. <laughs> not, not, not failure to be about shit one. I'm yeah. glad that... It's not a felony one. It's more of a felony three. failure to be about so shit I'm, in like the third degree. Jack, yeah. Jack, <laughs> Jack, you just invented uh, a new charge, which is now we have the aggravated charge and we have the misdemeanor failure to be about shit. Uh, and uh, I will co-sign with you, Jack, What do you, uh, about the misdemeanor failure to be about shit. What do you think, Diane? Um, I agree. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if misdemeanor is the same as third degree, um, but I do believe that, like, he does get points for um, normalizing transgender culture. I think he does get points um, being a cis black male talking about having relation or normalizing having relations with a transgender person. But I do think there is a huge blind spot as far as tone deafness when he is erasing the, the, the experience of the transgender person, people of color, because there's like definitely an us versus them dynamic that's set up there. And he doesn't include trans people of color in that us enough. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a ditto. Like, I feel like, as I said before, like, the main blind spot in, like, cisgendered heterosexual guys is, like, we don't see anything below us on the scale. So if you're right. black, like, you understand racism, but you struggle to figure out sexism and anything else that happens to do with sex that you can't grasp within just, like, your understanding. So, yeah, I think he suffers from the same thing that we all do, and... The saddest part is that, like, he has a bigger platform to talk about it, right. and he's not used it to his best ability because he's missed the idea that he has that blind spot and he didn't do the best he could. And now we go to the comedian. Yeah, I mean, look, I am going to agree with pretty much everybody. Um, I, I, I do feel like, though, that it needs to be mentioned that, you know, he's doing something that is supposed to be... he's. He's assuming everyone's going to take it silly. And he's assuming that this is not a platform in, in the most extreme activist way. But the same token, I have to say, you guys are right. He knew when he was doing the show, when it got to that point, he knew, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. And him not walking in that shoe for trans people, I, I get. I get that. Um... I still love him though. I still think he's very funny. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm gonna stay on that. I still love Dave too. If I could make two points, I don't know if yeah, go ahead. Okay, two spirits, you get two points. Bam. Do I have to say say guilty or not guilty though? Uh, Do you think he's guilty of the at least misdemeanor? We all said yes on the misdemeanor. Fuck, I've been I've been charged with fucking. (laughs) This is tough because you know what I mean. Like it's like God damn it, nigga, I had to pee. uh okay, damn it. Sorry, Dave. Yes, uh, you are guilty of a misdemeanor, uh, in in that sense. Yeah, I think the true measure of what our show does is we actually get people to earn ourselves, to evolve our positions when we're doing that. That's how we know we're doing this right. Uh, that that we actually fucking learn some shit when we do it. I wanted to say um, to your point about um, oh sh- the weed is hitting. It's hitting fine now. Nah, um, <laughs> Okay, about his exclusion of black trans people in his situation. To me, without making that distinction, he is including us. 
And that's what makes it harmful and problematic. It's like, okay, but Dave, us? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, us two, really? Us two? Like, you like, I'm a Caitlyn? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? A T.S. Madison's a Caitlyn Jenner? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's see that nuance. No. He's not like... That's he, an incredibly broad stroke. You know yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, soup, like, psh, opposite ends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, bruh, like, when you don't make those distinctions, you are lumping us in with a group of people that wouldn't have us. We are not a monolith. And, and, you, can't, <laughs> and you can't pretend you don't see us. You right. can't pretend. Because we know you know better. So let's get to let's get to the 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 counts the minor counts that we barely talked about really, which is the apologizing for Louis C.K. <laughs> and apologizing for Bill Cosby. Now in his apologetic, we didn't get to that material, but the apologetic material about Bill Cosby was, you know, stuff like I can't pretend Bill Cosby wasn't the first to, you know, do all of these break these thresholds, yeah. uh, donate shitload of money to to. Yeah to um, uh, black people bettering themselves. And tell black um, people that they could be okay on TV and yeah. not be criminals like you yeah. spoke about. Right, and and give dignity. Right. Give dignity to the African-American that no one else did ever on TV. Until he, until he started victim blaming. Until the pound right. cake speech. Right. Until he said, you you can go ahead and shoot a black person if they steal a 50 cent pound cake. Like, until he said up. that shit. Pull your pants, like don't... Ugh. But the pound cake saves, speech, yeah. But the he rapes. He saves more than he rapes, but he no, still rapes. The, the, the does he save is, more than he rapes? The funny thing is, we did a whole podcast about Bill Cosby. We still haven't released it. It's still in the fucking. It's still in he the. He raised us to rape us. Raised us to rape us. We have all the promotional stuff. It's just so many hot shit jumps in the way. Uh, but you will but, you will finally see that that Bill Cosby podcast. But I want to know what the charge is, though. What is the charge? What is the charge? The charge is of being. Being an apologist. Mm. That is... I, I don't... Okay, so it is heresy to... Um, it is heresy to normalize bigotry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what he's doing uh, by uh, giving uh, uh, intellectual support to Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby is he's saying, don't even worry about the detractors. That's bullshit. You can you can like them and not even waste one wink on what they did. I don't agree with that statement. I think that that is your perception of what he's saying, but I don't I don't agree with that. To me, what he's saying is that those two things can exist, that dichotomies exist, and that you know uh, we can we can appreciate something and also know that that thing is toxic, you know. Uh, and and so I would I would say that he is not guilty of that in my opinion. Anyone else have a have a, have a chime in about being an apologist for Louis C.K. Now uh, the the Bill Cosby thing uh, is one thing. What about let me just ma- mention let me name check again the brittle spirit. We didn't spend a lot of time on brittle spirit. Um, Jack did say that brittle spirit was uh, more than tone deaf. Right, uh, and it was kind of wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, like getting back into Bill's spirit. Well, for the charge, right? I would say for the Louis C.K. thing, he's definitely guilty. Mm-hmm. Brittle spirit guilty. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, from what I remember about everything that he said of that situation, 
I don't think he ever once made it so that he was meaning to distract from what he did. And right? he you know did mention in the same breath, he said, oh, I know he raped people over the course you of years. You know what years. I'm saying? Yeah. I know he did that, but I also know he did Ooh. this. Yeah. You okay? Mm-hmm. But I know he also did this. Right. And so I think he was, I think you're both right. I think he was way more responsible in his yeah. statement. And I think he's exactly saying what you're saying. I think he's saying you can't throw uh, all of that material out. Right. You can't throw that career out. You can't throw the Cosby show out. You can't throw all of those specials out that weren't right. about Spanish fly. You could throw the one out about Spanish That's fly. That's right. And, and, <laughs> and, and, those, and I'm sorry, you could throw him out. You can. You can make sure he doesn't okay. get to do any future oh, work. Oh, he deserves to die in jail. And I don't you think can Chappelle make is su- you can't throw him out either. Right. Yes. But it's just like his legacy is still his legacy. And even though right. his legacy is also rife with horrors, you know what I'm saying? It's what we got to see was important for the community. And that's something that you can't take away because then, I mean, literally you cannot, you know what I'm saying? Like take it away because then like all the black women that, got college degrees would have to then give up their degrees. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, not even only because of certain, certain um, you know, money he gave, but just the idea that, like, education was important that he put forth. The inspiration. You know? Yeah. So, you can't, you literally can't erase a person's legacy. You can definitely never play their shit. Yeah. But it's, mean, going, it's there. Yeah. Guys? It's like I said before. It's like, you can say that that person was an amazing artist in prison. Like, <laughs> yeah. The fact that they created You still need work, to go to jail you yeah. to Keep them yeah. out of prison Gotta go, gotta go And I can be like Yeah, he was great And he's in prison now And he was great And he could still Create new great work In prison But Motherfuckers in prison And that's the difference it's like, And you ain't getting No computer R. Kelly exactly. and Thank God you're in prison <laughs> You're gonna have to make Beats with your hands <laughs> On the wall <laughs> It's like you don't get a pass Because your artwork I mean maybe great. R. Kelly Will learn to read in jail Well, <laughs> I think that's a point oh, That wow, comes wow. Shit I think that's a point that comes up a lot on this podcast is, you know, we can we can have great people who are great artists, but one of the things I bring up all the time is great art also comes from fucked up people. That's and true. when we start canceling people... No, 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 no. People, how, how, no, no that's, that's not what you say. What you say is all great artists are awful people. Okay, that's different. Actually, well, I, said, I don't know about that. I also that's said different. all people are fucked up, too. I, 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 I try will to agree about that. that. Okay. Well, because I guess true. what I'm trying to say but is... But great art does come from strife. Yeah. It does. It comes from pain. I mean, Van Gogh cut his ear off and was stalking this woman. It comes from pain. You know what I mean? Well, like, I, why, I, why, actually, why? Because pain is the only thing universal. Pain is the only thing. We all, lo- we all love differently. Right. We all love differently. We all find comfort in different things. We all think different things are beautiful. Yeah. Pain is the one thing Constant. that we are all trying to escape. Mm-hmm. And our escapes is the artist. The escape is the art. And right. we all feel a similar pain in some way. And I think that we are in not the age of spin as much as we're in the age of empathy. Right. And that is directly counter to the age of spin, which I think we did go through. Between 1989 and 2000, oh, Barack Obama, our favorite king, he he won off spin, right? And we loved it, and we used it then. We used social media. Why, why you doing I was a social media manager then. Why are you doing this? I'm sorry. Why are you doing this, Naruda? I'm just saying. We both worked for him. Yes, yes, and I loved him. And he said our names. We both made it happen. Yes, yes, yes. we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. I'm just trying I to be can't. fair. You just, real, you just, you just, you just want to tear everything down, <laughs> burn it. 
Burn it. Burn it down oh, to the right. ground. So I, I, th- I think we all are kind of on, on the same page where maybe with Bill Cosby, he was responsible. With less responsible with Louis C. And it's different also just from the fact that like this is a, like this is literally a direct cis black male that did some shit that he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like you can like we're not talking about Michael Jackson, but me as a singer, artist, dancer, etc., could not sit here and act like Michael Jackson's impact on right. who I am as an artist is not there. Right. Like, that I don't understand stage presence from a partially Michael Jackson lens. That I don't understand, like, we can't By the way, that. Officially, and you can still officially on tape, I'm inviting you guys for the Michael Jackson I'm, uh, I'm here. If but it could one, be but before still, the sun goes down, that would be the best. And if I could speak for you for two seconds, and I hope that you agree with this, but you can still understand that Michael Jackson had inappropriate relationships with young boys. Absolutely. And those, those two things, those are things not... happen in the same universe, right? Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying. Louis C.K. is one of Dave Chappelle's friends, right? So him making fun of him there is deep in a yeah. in a comedic way. You don't bring us up backstage. You don't bring the back of the room up. But it on also stage. shows why he's a little less responsible, a little clouded, a little clouded by sure. his closeness, sure, to sure. to the victim. Right. To, to 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 not not to the victim, yeah, to the oh, victim, yeah. to the right. quote unquote victim, right. how he, closeness how he to the to, right. to, to Louis C.K. But he does. He does. He said he's my friend, and maybe it's because he's my friend. Yeah. He, he you know did. what I mean? Kanye acknowledges a lot of shit too, and we can't I mean, not talk about Kanye. But Diane, Diane has. Can we just stop? Diane didn't see me do shit. I've masturbated in the wrong places many times in front of Diane. <laughs> All right. uh, let's be real here, D. You know that. Yeah. Uh, Andy fucking knows that. Andy, look, look. Andy's back there like, yep, that nigga has pulled his dick out at the wrong times a lot. I remember lot. one time you and stole it, my vibrator. That's right. That's correct. Wait, no, it's why it's why you're on episode 10. Is this 10 or 11? And so and not I'm episode not saying... I've never done what Louie did. Because I've we never done Louie Dally for nine so, episodes. Just to be clear, can we, invite, done, can we invite Naruto? Right. I'm, we? I'm about to get canceled. But uh, I'm just going to say this before we end. Um, but what he, what he was saying was that, like, Diane doesn't think I'm a monster, though. And so what he was pointing out was that it's still his friend. And right. then he made a joke about victims, which was very responsible. Yeah. And I will agree there, but I still will not charge him. All right, so yeah. finally. So I think Diane actually brought up on the Louis C.K. episode. Oh, did you bring? Oh, you snitch-ass motherfucker. I can I can out myself. You can't out me. I I mean, I said an anecdote. Are you protecting victims? You're protecting future victims? of No, I was defending you. Did that make it into the episode, Andy? The Naruto shit? I feel like we cut some Naruto shit. What needs to what, what she is, went hard and it was, what are the circumstances to be around when this you, mistake Naruto, is happening? Mad non sequitur. <laughs> me, me and guys are going. How does this relate? I'm gonna have to defend a fucking relate? Vice article about this in like two years, and someone's gonna dig that up. All right, guys, we Fuck. need to go home. Final count. Final count. So the the last two counts is giving aid and comfort uh, to the enemy uh, for his unapologetic anti-trans and anti-me too material. Um, no. Did his position on taking offense, did his position on taking offense give refuge to those that want to use offense to keep marginalizing people? Hmm. Yes. Hmm. He is absolutely guilty of that. Um, again, this is a impact over intent kind of situation. Um the thing, like the thing is, even with level, like I gotta charge you like full felony, like mm-hmm. you gotta go for life <laughs> for that because death sentence. Yeah, because it's n- like <laughs> because for some people it is because for sentence. some people it is, and though I love Dave Chappelle and 
would love to see another special from him and everything like that. I think it's indeed important that he fear being canceled right now. Hmm. I think that hmm. we I think that my stance is cancel him as loud as I can scream it so that he can get his shit together to not be canceled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, you guys can't mm-hmm. see in this room, but it is just very loud nodding. Uh, and mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh. you just changed my mind because I was just about to say 1000% not guilty. Uh, he well, gave he gave it No, but you but but you 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 de- definitely changed my mind because one of the things that I was thinking was everybody who hated trans people yesterday still hate trans people today and are going to hate trans people tomorrow. So, I felt like he it doesn't really ammunition. matter. Um as far as ammunition, but as far as what you were saying as far as his relationship with us he should fear. He should. That should happen, and that should exist, and I agree with that, definitely. And so now we get to the part of the show, which is what the, what the point of this show is about, is because we, we're not cancel culture. We're cancel culture adjacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and what, what we, and we've talked about this off mic and kind of the philosophy of the show, we talk about the philosophy of the show all the time, but really the show is about um, taking something that is great, and that's the democratization uh, of of the ability to call uh, people out. So it's call out. It's call people out, call them to task, uh, force them, bring them before the people, and force them to face the impact of their works. Um, and so um, what I want to ask, Jack, is um, what does redemption look like? For Dave Chappelle, uh, once once canceled uh, for you know aid and comfort to the enemy uh, and the the lesser included offenses, uh, once canceled, how can Dave Chappelle get reentry to the sacred cookout? I don't need an apology from Dave because it wouldn't be genuine. <laughs> Glad you know that. Because he has, said, he has said, he has said multiple times, I don't feel bad for anything yeah. I say up here. And he I think, and and that, and I think that redemption for him would be feeling a sting mm-hmm. and being like, okay, though I am in my best like intentions, and I'm just trying to make people laugh, and I do that, and people do laugh, and some of our some of them are people who exist in the communities that are offended. That the offense is valid, mm-hmm. and that the offense doesn't necessarily one negate from his work. That him acknowledging the offense and wanting to be careful for the offense doesn't tarnish his work. And essentially just drop this idea that you being able to be offensive makes you some higher being that is more than people that happen to speak on their sensitivities. Because if anybody's learned anything over this course of time, I mean, I guess you got to be a certain age, Dave, (laughs) but (laughs) is that vulnerability is stronger than whatever wall you put up to protect yeah. that vulnerability. And he knows that. Right. So he know what he knows why I said it. Well he he, he he seems to. He definitely he sure seems to. So whereas like where's what Gaia said about, you know, him like not being able to look like below, 
I think that's a choice always. Mm -hmm. And I think that you're like someone feigning inability to connect to people that they don't exactly share experiences with is lazy. Mm. And as lazy. So he just he has to he has to pick up his energy. Take some B twelve, Dave, and come back. <laughs> okay. And, and so yeah, go no go ahead and read. Let, let me just okay. And of course, you know, this is what I love about what you guys have set up here. I just met Jack and we don't fully agree, but we don't disagree. We we have an understanding of Guys, of, throughout this throughout this episode, they've been sitting they I they couldn't sit closer than they are right <laughs> That's actually really true. They're yeah, literally true. Like, in each other's laps. thinking now, so we're like, right. on so like we're, it's They happening. started passing the joint to each other. Now the joint is going from the same hand, yeah. just mouth to mouth. Yeah, no, we're just, uh, yeah. They are it's, it's, it's in a pod during yeah. the course of the episode. So I, I, I want to, I, I just wasn't preface that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I totally understand where Jack is coming from. I, I do also, I think that there is a level of, I have to say, as a comic, he is going for comedic effect. And he is, he's exaggerating things and his laziness is, it's, um, it's forced laziness. It's, it's laziness on purpose. I think that he could sit there and totally know exactly what you're saying and totally be aware of it, but that would undercut the joke. And you're right to be upset that he cares more about the joke than but he does. But a joke about people. Right. That he cares more about the punchline and, and, and the misdirect than he does about the, the, the fact of the matter. You're totally right to be upset about that. At the same token, you have to choose. Are you his friend or are you your friend? And I think when when Diane says, I could say, well, everybody gets raped be doing a Cameron impression to make her laugh in a time when I know that she's very tra uh, traumatized, I know that that's going to release the tension in the, in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so you have to choose. Are you my friend, Diane, or are you some outside bystander that just had something horrible happen that, that you know, I am making light of? That I have to, that's, that's where I stay with that. So I'm going to say not guilty. Go ahead. What do you think? I, okay, relation is more than having any personal relationship to someone sure. or deciding to be friendly with someone or deciding to, like, put positive spin on anything anyone says. Mm -hmm. Relation is, you know, I know that I might have been able to make that joke with Diane because she knows that at the very least, I know people who have gone through it as well, whether they've shared it to me with me or not. I know them, and I know that it happens, and that I'm aware of that situation, and that I relate from whatever point that I relate from. And Chappelle did not do that, but he we did, and that's we and that. that, but that's what makes him guilty, right? Because it's yeah, not that it's not that he, like him taking care of you know what I'm saying, like you said, him simply adding. You know what I'm saying? By the way, I know like I know that like, you know what I'm saying, that that mindset creates death for the trans community. And at least really speaking, if you if you wanna give visibility, if you wanna have the conversation, really speaking to the experience of trans people who align more with your experience than you're even giving credit to. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't actually take away from the joke. Again, he no, could have right. he could have not used fag in that one joke about gays and it would have been hilarious. I, I still think 
and so now we're arguing but i still think <laughs> that that is like for instance like there's been times when i'm caught up i'm in the passenger side i don't know this nigga's got a fucking gun in the fucking car underneath my fucking seat and then you know white cops they search the car they don't got no reason to but they do and they find the fucking gun we both going down that's true and i don't think i deserve that charge mm-hmm. and so i'm gonna say that him not using the right word or not having a throwaway piece at the end is not the full charge is not him being like with a loaded fucking legally hammer. speaking, it's the full charge. Legally it's speaking, everybody's it's the full charge. property right. in the well, car. Well, until somebody says it's not. That's what I said. I feel how I feel. Until somebody says it's not. All right, I, I, I was I'll, in mock trial. I'll, fin- I'll finally, uh, I'll finally uh, uh, kind of just uh, wrap this up. Um, I, th- I think, you know, we all know that Dave. Uh, Chappelle is a genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know that Dave Chappelle is insightful. We all know that Dave Chappelle is self-reflective. We all know that Dave Chappelle learns and evolves. Um, we all hope that continues to be true. Mm, that's beautiful. And we all hope that this is a moment where his cancellation or the threat thereof can teach him and then he could take that knowledge and teach the rest of our culture and the rest of our cookout just to save the cookout and keep us all together and keep us all watching each other's back yeah i sure because if you want it or not celebrity use a teacher sorry sorry exactly yeah you're right the charles barkley i'm not a role model rihanna i never meant to be somebody's role model bitch well you are you are and even if we're at even if it's adults coming at you like oh like no you got to fix this we're saying this because even though nobody's child should be watching no dave Chappelle, (laughs) they're watching your shit and they and they are the ones absorbing it as though it's fact regardless Mm -hmm. of if they know it's funny or not repeating it exactly and treating their their kids like that so dave because we know you can do better we want to ask you to do better and everybody else listen to this podcast um do better do better go out in them streets and be about shit yeah be about it